Yeah, a couple of people requested you and asked where you went because, how actually, how do you feel when I do episodes without you? Because I know we talked about the music side of things, yeah. so you're not really into, you're into music, <laughs> but you don't know about it. anything about music. But I think it is good if you do end up showing up at some point. I, um, I don't really feel any type of way. I think I understand that this is also a platform for you to just talk about the things that you enjoy. Yeah. And I know nothing about music production or bands. Like I listened to some of the podcasts that like Daniele and Chris Chris were on mm-hmm. and I like knew nothing. Yeah. I was just like this is boy banter and I'm just not <laughs> <laughs> I would be drowning in that room. Yeah. But um I no. think you would have held your own though to be honest. Because we, uh, that episode, we talked about Chris a lot for sure. But, um, and I tell him this all the time, is he ventures off into a bunch of other random topics. Like we got to start, (laughs) we started talking about Space Force and aliens and Guy Fieri. And I love Guy Fieri. (laughs) Oh, Guy Fieri is amazing. But, uh, yeah. So I was wondering how you would think of those or what you would think of those episodes. (laughs) I don't really, yeah, I just, I mean, at the end of the day, this is, it's called Justin and Friends. Yeah. So like, I, I invest as much into it as I need to, and I do enough to where it doesn't hurt my feelings. That's about it. But you are a big part of it, though. Oh. You're like. I the, like to think so. You're the uh, emotional brassiere for me, and the, <laughs> and you're the captain of the ship that keeps me on track. I'm the, I'm of. the lady at the. The, that's, yes, <laughs> that's carved into the front of the pirate ship. I'm just that's you, just leaning, yeah, leaning <gasps> with my my hair flowing in the wind, holding two lightsabers. Now that you're a Star Wars nerd, oh my gosh, I'm so into Star Wars. Where are you at in the Clone Wars? And okay, I'm not very far because okay. um, now tell me, did he? So a really good guy friend of mine introduced. Well, he didn't introduce me to Star Wars. I actually became obsessed with Star Wars because of Hayden Christensen. Um, <laughs> What is it with every woman and Hayden Christensen? That's I, I genuinely want to understand that. I don't know. I was like, gosh, we were living in Plano when the second when Plano, Plano, Texas. Okay, we were living in Plano when the second one came out. Okay, and is that Phantom? No, Clone Wars. Attack of the Clones? It's, what right, is it called? No, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, yeah. so it's Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah. So I hadn't seen the first one, the Phantom one. I hadn't seen mm. it. I just saw Hayden Christensen on a commercial mm. or for this movie, and my parents wanted to go see it, so they took us to see it. And I was like, I'm in love. Like, it was, mm. I think a lot of people, like, when you have your first celebrity crush, you're kind of just, like, obsessed. That wasn't even Hayden Christensen. It was, like, okay. Peter Pan, Hayden Christensen, <laughs> And like Jesse McCartney. And like oh, I was just McCartney. like sold out for them. And my mom would buy me like Tiger Beat magazine and <laughs> I'm like dating myself. All those magazines. And I had this poster of Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. And um I would just sit in my room under a blanket and just like flip through. Like this okay, Star Wars. What is it about him though? That's my biggest thing is I, I don't know. There's you don't know what it is it the um, curls? Is it the boyish like figure? Then now he's forty something years old. He's still very handsome. I haven't really seen him. He's still very handsome. Okay. Um, I recently, because I rewatched everything, got back into loving him. Okay. And then realized that they're doing a um, Obi Wan Kenobi movie, mm-hmm. 
I don't know when that's going to be released because Disney likes 2022? to. Something like that. Yeah. But he's going to be involved in it. He's Darth Vader. I know. <laughs> I know he's Darth Vader. Well, he's going to be Darth Vader yeah. and the Kenobi. Okay. Movie. Can I tell you that? Okay. So the order we watched in was Rogue One first. Very good. Okay. And then we went like the oldest ones mm-hmm. and then watched them in those release order. So New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. I cried. Mm-hmm. That's when Boba Fett's introduced. Yeah. And I. What'd bo- you cry at? Um, the scene, come on, the scene. What scene? Wherever, because, okay, so I'm watching with like a really big Star Wars fan and he's over here like being like, while we're watching it, which I appreciate going, okay, now remember this. Mm -hmm. Okay. And also this person's going to be important. So remember their name, Right. which I'm such a space cadet. And this person knows this, that they were just like, that's really good. You need to know these people or you're going to be so lost. And so I was taking mental note of all these people. Yeah. um, And he was like, it's gonna be really important. So I got really emotionally attached to Mm -hmm. like, well, like Luke as a character. And then I was really emotionally attached to like Han's character. But then I was, I already had a connection to Anakin. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though I hadn't technically watched those movies in the order yet. And right. so I already had this like love for Darth Vader, even though you're like not supposed to. <laughs> so I was like in the moment when he's like basically talking to Luke and being like, hey, like you should just join forces with me and we can rule the galaxy or whatever. But then he has like this change of heart because he sees Padme and Luke and mm-hmm. you're just like, oh my God. You mean Leia? The, is it because he sees Leia? Yeah, it's his sister. No, no, no! I'm Wait, talking about me. I'm talking about Vader when he's talking to Luke, and yeah. he like Luke is like no, like they're fighting each other. They see Padme's not in the new ones or I the know, old ones. I'm saying that he sees Padme in in Luke. Oh, because it's I his thought mother. you meant like actually seeing. No. It. my bad. Okay, I thought yeah, you meant yeah, yeah. Visually. Like he see like he he has such a yeah. love for that's like his downfall. It's his love for Padme. Yeah, and um, that's what I'm saying. Like that right. part, I was like. Ugh. That got me. But yeah. yeah, and so then we watched them all in this right order, and then we did one, two, and three, um, and I cried again because, <laughs> you know, yep. the whole thing. And um, now I'm watching Clone Wars. Clone Wars is awesome. Which, I'm not really a cartoon person, mm-hmm. but because I was, like, already in the Star Wars realm of things, I yeah. was like, oh, my gosh. And now I've watched, <laughs> like, interviews of, like, and, like, I've read lore and, like, all this kind of stuff. Now I'm, like, really nerding out. Hole. No, I'm okay with this because this and, is awesome. like, really nerding out. Have you seen the, um, it's a promo video for a Star Wars video game that came out, I think, a couple years ago. And uh, it fall- the opening is Two Twins. No. If you have not seen this, and I'm the person that gets to show it to you, I, you know me, I talk a lot. Yeah, I didn't talk the whole time. It's 20 minutes long and it's only, it's just promo what? for a video game. Yeah. Bobby showed it to me. And when he was like, I'm going to put this on and like, you're probably going to want to talk, but just don't talk. And so I asked one question and yeah. then I was dead silent and I cried and it's a 20 minute promo. It's just like these clips from this video game. Okay. You have to show me later. Oh, Cause you'll probably know what it is. I've watched a lot of Star Wars stuff, but I've been missing a lot of stuff. Like, I didn't know uh, Fallen Order came out. I didn't know about a couple of other video games. Now they're coming out with, I forgot which the other one is. What in the hell? I'm going to have to look this up. At some it was point so now. good, though. Okay. I'm like, now I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than you. I'm just kidding. Not even close. It literally gives me the E-fly. Has tattoos. Yeah. Your Christmas present was literally a Star Wars. I'm actually wearing it. Are you really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> You're like, this is my new shirt. <laughs> well, it's rare that people actually buy me shirts. So then when it was uh, I Am Your Father shirt, 
at work the last couple of days so have funny. been very like, oh, Isn't it are so you? so funny? <laughs> I love how tiny the quote print is. Yeah, I love it. Like, <laughs> and it like resides under my man boobs. So it's, I have to like, like go digging for it. It tucks. <laughs> it just tucks so nicely. That's it does hilarious. the tuck thing. But yeah, um, so I've, anyway. I've gotten into Star Wars. Wow. Guys, I'm a I'm Star Wars proud. fan. I'm very proud. So what did you think of the new trilogy? When you say new trilogy, do you mean like one, two, and three, or do you mean like the new stuff that's come out? The new, the, um, oh, wait, what is it now? Because it, what is it? Um, oh I gosh. haven't watched Solo. Rise of Skywalker and all that stuff. I haven't watched any of those. Oh, you haven't watched any? No, oh, okay. I was told to finish Clone Wars first and wow. then watch all of those. He's literally making you go through He's kind the of a timeline. Yeah. That's amazing. Which I, it's the proper way to do it. Yeah, actually. I completely agree with him. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to have to do this now. Oh my God. And it's been amazing. So because he's such a big fan, he really wants me to like be a really big fan. Mm -hmm. And, um, we're going to watch the last season together because apparently it's the best, but now I'm like, I just want to get to the last season because I just want to know. But yeah, so far so good. I'm I'm like halfway through season season one. It's so good, Justin. Yeah. It's so good. I know. I have so to watch many people it. die. Like, how is that a kid show? <laughs> yeah, there was a. Uh, they were questioning whether that should be kid oriented still because of there how has much to be death. a video, yeah. like somewhere of them tallying the deaths. Yeah, because I swear to you, so many people die. What I appreciate about the series is that they give uh, personalities and character to the clones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I don't remember any other names, but I have to rewatch no, season yeah. one and then go through it. I'm not good with names. I'm not Unless either. someone's like, remember this person. I remember Ahsoka. Oh, yes. And oh, then, my um, gosh. I love her. Yeah, she, her character is amazing. And then that's pretty much it. And then obviously Anakin and Obi-Wan and Mace Windu and yeah. all those guys, but I have to rewatch everything. Oh, I watched this interview the other day with. Um... <laughs> Did I just forget his name? Hayden Christensen? No, 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 no. Uh. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson was talking about why he has a purple lightsaber. Yeah. And I was like, because like, you know what? Like you see it Such and you're like, story. I know blue and green, like and yeah. the blue is supposed to mean like they have different meanings to them too. Mm-hmm. Of like why someone has a blue and why someone Their has a green. Their kyber crystals have different meanings because they call out to them and stuff. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's more nerd stuff. Um, but I'm into it. I love it. I bet you. I'm yeah. nerding out with it. Good. Um, it's great. <clears throat> So anyways, I'm watching this interview and they're like, yeah, you have a purple one or whatever. And like the people he's talking to don't really have any, not, not much knowledge of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And he's like explaining it. And he was like, when I wanted to be a part of the movies, he, he even said that he was okay with just being like a clone mm-hmm. or whoever with just like, make me a droid, just like put, put something yep. on me. I just want to be in frame <laughs> at some point just so I can be like, that was me. Um, but then like, um, uh, why am I just forgetting George Lucas um, uh, made up a whole, like, yeah, made a whole character for him and everything. And he was like, well, I'm like the second baddest Jedi in like the world. Mm -hmm. Why can't I have a cool saber? And I also want to be able to port myself out in battle scenes. Mm -hmm. So they gave him a purple saber Mm -hmm. and um, then George Lucas made up a whole bunch of lore about it to explain why (laughs) it's a purple one. Which I'm like, you can do that when you've, (laughs) When you created the entire universe. Created the entire universe. Do you know about what it says on the lightsaber? 
head motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. I think that's so sick. It's so sick. I, um, I love that so much. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is the way this started was me, because I'm a Harry Potter fan, like mm-hmm. big time. And I was like, you have to watch all the Harry Potter movies because he hadn't mm-hmm. seen any of them. And um, then we did that. And he's like, well, now you have to watch all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. And now I might be more of a Star Wars fan than a Harry Potter fan. Really? Shh. Wow. Don't tell me I'm folks. A, okay, movie wise. Books movie wise. wise. Books wise, I'm a bigger Harry Potter. Harry Potter fan. Rocks. Yeah, yeah, because I mean Star Wars has its stuff, but it's got a lot of books. Yeah. It's got a lot of books. Yeah. But um Harry Potter as far as writing goes, definitely. Yeah. As, but because Star Wars didn't start off as Books. So if we're going from that perspective, the books came afterwards, but there are a lot of badass books. Um, Which I eventually will get into. Yeah. I eventually will get into it, but. You got to do the tilt when you're drinking because the mic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. Got to whip my whistle. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, no, I've read so many of the Star Wars books. There's been, there's a lot of terrible ones, but then there's also some really like Darth Bane, but you won't know. Darth Bane's actually in Clone Wars. Yeah. He's in Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. But in the books that he was based off of in the yeah. Clone Wars, oh my God, he's worse than any other Sith. Darth Bane's. He's truly terrible. If you read the books at some point, I have them. Like, he's I, need them, really I need to get the Harry Potter brutal. books from you because oh, yeah. I want to reread them. I have them all. Um, I need to get them from before I leave. Yeah. I'm excited to see where all these shows and stuff go. I was, everybody's posting about how they're worried it's going to be oversaturated, and I just respond with, nope. No. <laughs> no, it's truly no. amazing. Everything I, they've ever wanted to come true is happening now. I appreciate that they're making it so widespread. Like, oh, yeah. I appreciate that like everyone's getting their story and everything. Yep. Because when you watch just like the movies straight through... It like mm-hmm. you don't unless you've read about it unless you are like a fan of the whole thing you don't know the backstory you yeah. don't know that like Samuel Jackson character is like mm-hmm. the second baddest Jedi in mm-hmm. the whole universe yep. until either one he says it in an interview or you've read lore or you've you've done your own research and so it's just ugh, so cool yeah and um, there's a documentary on YouTube when they made the Phantom Menace mm-hmm. where George even knew. That he did too much because after they watched it, they're all just sitting there. Nobody says anything. And he's yeah. like, shit. Yeah. I did too much. I think I wrote way too much. And he's like, I can't explain any of this in three yeah. movies. So he knew even then that those, mm-hmm. like the Phantom Menace on, he knew that they were going to be yeah. kind of just not the greatest. More. Yeah. So now that everybody gets their stories and now that there's all these shows that are coming out and stuff, it's going to be super great to actually give, you know, a life to everything in the entire <gasps> universe. So there's, I think there's eight shows coming out that, from, that are Star Wars related. I need to finish Clone Wars, watch the rest, the other movies, and then watch Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you haven't watched Mandalorian. I know, I watched Mandalorian. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got Daniele watching it, and he says he has to savor it because it's just too good. And it really yeah. is, especially the last episode. I've of been the waking season. up early and watching Clone Wars. That's smart. Because you're waking up early now, right? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about your girl's new routine. Yeah, Chelsea's got a new routine. This is actually going to be a good topic to talk about. Um. So, guys, remember last time when I was here <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking about how I don't like being alone with myself and I struggle, like I need a routine in life and that kind of thing and I'm just not okay with being alone. 
guys, I love being alone now. <laughs> and um, it might have been a slight case of seasonal depression, mm. but we're okay. We're thriving. But pretty much I just made the decision um, to get up every day for a straight week mm-hmm. at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I set my alarm for 6.45. I was out of bed by 7. Nice. And doing something. Like I had a plan. I made a plan to go and like get breakfast with somebody or get up and like read or do something, be active in some type of way. Yeah. And have three things done by 10 o'clock. Oh, that's cool. So that's what I started doing. And um, in the midst of it, I was like, you know what? Like I'm getting up so early. I might as well like kind of start like a new, I don't want to call it a diet, but more just like a lifestyle kind of change Mm -hmm. in the way my eating habits, which is hard to do on the holidays. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I started getting up early and making myself like a green drink. And then I cut out coffee. I haven't had caffeine since we recorded that podcast. Are you serious? Yeah, I haven't had caffeine. Did you have the headache and everything that came after doing no. the caffeine? Really? And you know, want to know why I think I didn't? It's because I started doing this like detox, uh, like metabolism starter in the morning. Mm. And I'll give you the recipe right here. It's <laughs> um, six ounces of hot water, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar um, with the mother, and um, <laughs> uh, a tablespoon of raw honey. Better if it's local and um, helps with the allergies. It does. And cayenne, cinnamon, and ground ginger, and a half a lemon. So what did you you drink that every morning in replacement of coffee? Before anything ever. Before I put water in my body, before I do anything, I drink that. And then you had no headache. No headache. Coming down off of coffee, nothing. Nothing. Oh, my gosh. And I drink uh, 64 ounces of water a day. Yeah, sometimes more. This is more. So this is 16 ounces more than I normally do Okay, I already finished my water bottle. Okay, because every time that I try to go off of coffee, because I've been doing it for so long, it feels like somebody's taking a knife into the middle of my brain and just kind of mm-hmm. digging in there. As gross as that sounds, yeah. that's what it feels like. Like yeah. I'm not in a good position. No. See, I've tried to get off of coffee before, and that's why I don't get off of coffee. Yeah. Or caffeine, period. Because if it's not coffee, then I want like a, a Coke. Mm. <laughs> or like tea or yeah. something like my body needs something but yeah it's i don't know if it's the apple cider vinegar or that makes sense or what yeah. it is but huh. yeah Shoot. and it just like completely cl- like detoxed my body mm-hmm. it was very regular i'm gonna have for to a couple try days. That now. oh my god yeah i'll send you the stuff it was really You'll good. Send me the stuff. I'll send you the stuff. Yeah, have your people call my people. And yeah, we'll, we'll get together. We'll get together. We'll let and, each other know what's yeah, going on. No, exactly. But um, yeah, it's yeah, it's just like this little detox thing I started doing. But yeah, I've been and now mm-hmm. I don't even really set an alarm. I just get up kind of naturally around like seven thirty. Mm-hmm. I think the latest I've slept in in the past what, has it been a month? Since when? Since we recorded. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, in Holy, the past. Yeah. Look at that. Look at our little baby take off. I know, right? <laughs> um, now all these people giving us shout outs I and know. stuff, but not coming on the podcast, <laughs> <not>. Nikki. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I since then have not slept in past, I think, 845. So with your new schedule, so you're allowing yourself basically to ease into the day rather than yeah. using the alarm still? Or are you going to try to go back to using So I alarm? still have an alarm set. Okay. Like an alarm still case. goes off. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, who knows? You like might sleeping. have like a rough night's sleep and yeah. then like need to like, or my body keeps going and sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the first like week or so, I had the urge to nap a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't like napping. 
And so I would fight the nap, but then I was going to bed at like 8.30, yeah. which was actually really nice. Now I go to bed around like in between like 9 and 10. Oh, lucky. And then I, it's really nice. If, unless I'm hanging out with like friends or something. Right. Um, I go to bed like, even then actually, cause we're all like to sleep. Um, <laughs> shout out to my friend group cause we like to sleep. Um, and I'm up at like seven. And then what's cool is that another one of my friends has done it with me. And so yeah. they'll text me in the morning. So you have the accountability. Like, yeah. yeah. And then you kind of feel guilty when you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like me and my me and my friend Anna, we work out together Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And this morning was our workout day. Where are you working out? Oh, I can't tell you. I can tell you off the podcast. How dare you? I'm over here struggling. Actually, I work out at home. It's fine. There's no treadmill. That's the only thing. It's just like it's just I know you have boxing. Yeah. There's just I mean, there's boxing stuff, there's free weights and that kind of thing. Yeah. I use a lot of my body plyometric stuff as a whole other conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Rambling. Um, but yeah, so we started working out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and um we started last Friday Mm -hmm. and here comes Monday and I'm like all ready for it, like let's get up, let's let's go. And she she's like, Okay, we'll meet at eight and then we'll go and we'll work out. Yeah. And so I don't hear anything from her and it's like eight oh six and I'm like, Hey, are we still working out? She was like, Yeah, I guess. Oh my gosh. And she was like, if you hadn't texted me, I was not showing up. And I was like, see, that's where like, but if she hadn't texted me, I probably wouldn't have done anything. But I've just been doing like a super basic, basic workout, like three different abs, a couple arm workouts, Mm -hmm. some squats. And that's about it. Just get the body moving. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you go. And I'm like a whole new woman. Since last month. <laughs> Since last. It only took a month, guys. It was just a month. You it know, just takes time. You know what really did it for me? Hmm. Dan's talk. I was wondering how you did with that. Because there's a, and not to, you know, not, I'm not attacking you or anything because then you can just effectively communicate with me in a, course, a great absolutely. way. Of course, absolutely. There was a couple times where I listened where you, you contradicted yourself and it seemed like, cause you were realizing yeah. things in mm-hmm. the moment and stuff, which I thought was super cool Yeah, because even I was taken aback by certain things that he was saying, because it was a good check-in to be able to see what's going on that I yeah. need to address and stuff. But I listened to it back and there's some things where I was yeah. like, are you okay? <laughs> um, let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> I was not okay. That yeah. whole podcast. If like anybody listened to it, I, cried i literally was crying at one point and um i think just to like reflect on it and i asked a lot of questions um (laughs) i asked a lot of questions because i struggle in relationship and so i think i was contradicting myself love because i don't know how to approach relationship Mm -hmm. um in a in a healthy way in in like, I, I don't know, like outside of Christian culture, like how to actually approach a relationship, like yeah. as an adult, like what does that look like? And I know we're going to have Dan back on at some point, um, yeah. but it was just, it was for me, I live in a pretty, I work in a secular environment mm. and that kind of thing. But to me, that's just life. Like yeah. I, I'm not, I, I am a Christian, but I'm not someone that like every single day is like. Yeah. Dripping in the Bible. Does that, yeah. that sounds weird, but like, do you know yeah. what I mean? No, like, that's sense. not my only thing. Like, right. my, I'm not just a Christian. Like, I'm I'm Chelsea. Like, I'm I'm something mm. other than that. And um, I think that's hard for some people, like, to hear that. But it's just like, so I I I don't always date just Christian guys. Yeah. And I think like hearing him talk, I'm like, okay, well, this is really great. But I'm also sitting here contradicting myself because I'm like, I do I. 
to do this, I would need to meet a Christian boy, but there's mm-hmm. so very few that aren't mm-hmm. a certain type. Yeah. The <laughs> way. Like a that, man. Yeah. That like, it, it, I don't know. I, that's a whole other topic, but yeah, yeah. I contradicted myself in a couple different ways be- because I was sitting there like being like, what do I think? <laughs> and what do I actually want? Which and, is super cool. Yeah. yeah I appreciate the w- fact that you're even being vulnerable oh, about it yeah. now, which is amazing. A hundred percent. Well, it's, I mean, I mean, let's, let's look at the past relationships I've had. Like they haven't, Weren't, weren't they amazing? <laughs> You're such a dick. Um, yeah, they were awesome. All of them. We're all still together, actually. All of them. All of them. All of you them have certain days where you've got this person and this person and this person, and you just kind oh, of yeah. rotate that. Well, I call them by the weekday, too. I'm like, yeah, Monday. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to end you a little early Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday, I'm really, where you, you know at? what? Friday might roll into Saturday. I'm not sure. Um <laughs> Oh my god. No, it's just I I'm not a good dater. Like I'll I'm the first one to admit it. I'm not good at dating. I mm-hmm. I cling too quickly and mm-hmm. I think clingy can be like taken the wrong way. I just when I actually find somebody that I click with yeah. and I like get along with, it's really hard for me not to want to spend a lot of time with them. Right. Because like why wouldn't you? Right. And so I know that that can be taken as like clingy. So like forewarning. if anybody's like hey she sounds cool no like honestly yeah i need time (laughs) no i was actually just talking with um somebody yeah i forgot we can't drop certain names yeah we can't um i was talking with somebody recently about the dating portion of things because with dan um and for those we're going to clarify a lot of this right now uh, with Dan, Dan is a leader at a church, yes. and so that's his perspective is a lot of that of, of what he teaches in that church realm. And so some of the lingo we got questions and kind of comments about that didn't really pertain to the secular world, which is totally fine. Yeah. Um, my whole view is I don't see things as as far as religion goes, us and them. Um, I don't even like saying I'm a Christian and I'll be honest and vulnerable. Oh, yeah. I like saying I'm a believer because I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. I believe in that. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that Christianity has taken a turn, which is going to be a whole nother podcast, uh, for, um, not the worst. It's just, it's not what the original quote unquote design was. All it was supposed to be was just love each other extremely well and, and serve each other and all that stuff. But yeah. it's a whole nother thing. Um, but with the dating thing though, we did. Um, want to just clarify that Dan is a teacher. He does what he does in his realm and stuff. And we are going to have people on that have completely different views Absolutely. than Dan does. And I don't even agree with all of what Dan said. And Dan knows that. Um, we have different views on intimacy before marriage because that's just how it's I just roll. how it goes. <laughs> Everyone has uh, their preferences. Yes, exactly. I'm not out there, you know, doing God knows what. Um, yeah. But I also, I just see things differently than Dan. Yeah. And uh, one of the biggest uh, questions that we had was, um, I mean, you're talking about the clingy thing right now. Yeah. That was actually one of the questions is, okay, you do like somebody Mm -hmm. and um, I don't even have this down yet. I think I do a a little bit, but not to the extent that I want to, because I do, you know, when you relate to somebody and you do get connected and all that stuff and you guys are just totally hitting it off. It's you do want to spend that time with that person. Absolutely. Because like you said, why wouldn't you? Why not? Because it's, oh, you like this, you like Mm -hmm. that. We both love doing this together. Phenomenal. But on a practical sense, what does that look like at the beginning of a relationship? And this is a tough question because both of us are learning this. Yeah. Is 
and then we could process it out together. But <laughs> it's pretty much this podcast is just where Justin and I can process our life. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so much. Uh, but that was one of the questions: is how, how does that look practically when you start a relationship, or you're, there's the beginning of a relationship, and how do you not jump into it too quickly? And what are the steps that need to be taken? Uh, to make sure that you keep yourself in check so that way yeah. you're not immediately like, hey, I want to love you. Like, well, let's do this thing together, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But because you're still learning each other. But there's also also those people that take the risks of just, let's just do this yeah. kind of thing. Uh, so this is where I if that makes sense. I contradict myself in this because mm-hmm. I do I do love spending time with the person that I'm pursuing relationship with or whatever or dating, talking yeah. to, whatever the lingo is. Um but then at the same time, I'm also a person that likes to have my own space. And yeah. so I'm pretty contradictive in that. Like, I've had relationships where I've had a boyfriend tell me, like, I'm going to see you, like, three times this week. Yeah. And that's that. How and, was that? Oh, I was young. Okay. So it, it made me mad. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and I was like, you don't love so me. So this wasn't, like, super recent. Okay. Um. I didn't fart. That was the chair. <laughs> <laughs> he farted, guys. That was the um, chair. It stinks in here now. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, This, I mean, that particular relationship was uh, three, four years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, not super recent, but early 20s. And um, he was older than me. So that that's also the difference. Difference there is that I I was young, and it was one of my first like serious serious relationships where like you're not at like. I'm not in my hometown anymore. Like I'm out and about. This is a different person. We've lived very different lives up until this point. This is us encountering each other and becoming Mm -hmm. this thing, whatever. And I am a person that loves quality time. And um, my quality time, I wanted to spend with this person. Mm -hmm. And he was more of, he's a very business guy, wanted to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. He was older. He wanted to, yeah, he had his own life. And I was just like a, a nice positive to add to it, but he wasn't going to change his whole life just because I entered it. Which is cool. Which is really good. Yeah. Which is now that I'm older, I'm like, wow, that's actually really healthy. Yeah. Um, but back then I was like, why don't you want to spend time with me? Yeah. And now I have like a different perspective of like me, even like if I started dating somebody now, it's mm. like, you're going to have to understand um, I'm literally getting a FaceTime call from Faith right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry, babe. I love you. Shout out to Faith. Hi, Faith. Um, sorry, I can't answer your FaceTime right now. I'm podcasting. Um, I probably should put that on Do Not Disturb. Um, but anyways, uh, it is on Do Not Disturb. She called me twice. Sorry, Faith. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, I love her to death. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, you were just talking about how you were young and the guy was very businesslike, but he said three times. Or okay, yes, 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 yes. So yeah. now, me now, mm-hmm. um, I can get that. Where like, mm-hmm. if I started a relationship now, um, I don't really know what that would look like, but I have friends that mm-hmm. I spend a good amount of time with mm-hmm. and I'm not going to sacrifice that. Right. And if you, like said person wants to be involved with that friend group, that mm-hmm. takes time. Like, I, just because I chose you doesn't mean they have to choose you. Right. And um, it kind of ties into where I disagree with um, Dan mm-hmm. is the, and I think me and you both disagree in mm-hmm. this area, is surrounding yourself with people that you trust more than you trust yourself. Yeah, that I don't agree with. Okay. That yeah. was something that I'm like, how do you trust, how do 
that doesn't make sense to me because yeah. like I I know me and I know like who I am, but I can understand yeah. having people around you that call you out when you start to change. Like I get that. That's understandable. I, I can understand that. So that's like that's like my friend group. They mm-hmm. would definitely call me out like, dude, you're spending way too much time with this dude. Like this isn't you. Like right. I get having that kind of friend group, which I appreciate. Um, but anyways, like adding somebody in right now to me, they would have like me maybe like once a week. Yeah. Yeah. That would be just right. them. Because yep. it's like when I do have days off, like, I mean, we both work today mm-hmm. and then we come and we've done this. Yep. Um, and then like for me, it's like when I have work for eight hours, I talk to people all day long. I want to decompress. Like if decom- if the person I'm with, I can decompress with, then okay. And if they're okay, if it's not like this, like, okay, we have to be like doing something to be with each other. Right. Like that's not the type of relationship I want. The type of relationship I want is that I can come home. I can kick my shoes off. I mm-hmm. can sit on the couch and I can breathe for five minutes. You can be in the room, but you're not offended that I haven't said anything to you. You just yeah, know that I've exactly. had, had a day. You know to give me my space. Right. And then I'm going to be like, hey, babe, mm-hmm. how was your day? Yeah. And that's like, that's, I, I don't think that that's hard to ask for, but it's just like I now get in my past relationships how I could have come on kind of strong. So now going back to though, yeah. how, what does it practically look like to not get super attached to somebody? Because we'll come back to all that. Because I there's think it's a case by there. case. Honestly, yeah. I okay. think it's case by case because I've since that one relationship, I've dated a couple people since then. Some got serious, some didn't. Yeah. And the ones that got serious were the ones that I spent more time with mm-hmm. in the beginning. Right. And um, but at the same time, they had more time to give me. Mm-hmm. So I think it like my point being is that like I think it comes down to the kind of scheduling <laughs> like in a way, which yeah. it, it the more adult you get, the more hard like the harder it is. Like not everybody has like a job that they can kind of do whatever they want. Like, and I think even in my friend group, they find it like hard for me. Like it's been hard in the past. Like they'll plan trips and I'm like, I can't go. Like Mm -hmm. I, I need like a month's notice. Like, I'm so sorry, but I have, I have a job and they have jobs, but their jobs are a little bit more lenient. And so, and that, that, yeah, I just think it comes down. It's case by case because, and I'm not really one to give advice on it either, but (laughs) if I had to, I would say, I think just have the conversation. If you, I was aware that I am a clingy person. Yeah. Like I know that if Mm -hmm. I like something, I want to be around it. Right. Exactly. Like star Wars. Perfect Mm -hmm. example. Right now I'm obsessed with clone wars because I like it. And that's what I do in my free time. When I have free time, that's what I want to do. Exactly. (laughs) It's okay to be clingy to star Wars. Yeah. That's absolutely Um, right. But then, like, in a relationship, it's, like, if the person is okay with you being like that and it's not going to build this, like, resentment type of thing, then I think that's okay. But I do also think there needs to be a healthy balance of, like, don't become the same person. Right. Because I think when, like, you hang out with somebody all the time, like, you hang out – you become who you hang out with or whatever – like, I, just, I don't know. Like, still be your own person. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. that's that reminds me of the episode of How I Met Your Mother where uh, Marshall <gasps> and Lily, like, morph together. And then Ted tries to explain to them, you're no longer a – we don't have this relationship yeah. anymore because you guys are now a we. You're a we. And that just happened. But as far mm-hmm. as getting attached to people really quick in relationships or, or the potential of a, a relationship is – um, my whole take on that is I want to be doing the things that I want to be doing as far as this, as far mm. as, you know, my friends and all that stuff. Like there's a time, like it's scheduling things out. And I think that you need to be able to, um, in a relationship, you do need to have that moment where you can come home and just, mm-hmm. Hey, decompress and stuff. Because I was just reading this book. It was talking about this exact thing, how 
you need to be um, if you want it to be a really healthy relationship, you you should you should be able to be to the point where you could do your thing. Hey, just give me an hour to decompress, yeah. do this stuff, and then I will come to you, and then we can do whatever you want from there. You just yeah, need your time. But as far as and you're right too. It is case by case when it comes to not spend. I mean, who can? It is case by case. If you want to spend too much time with somebody and you think it's healthy and it's actually healthy, then amazing. Yeah. But my it's, parents are a perfect. Example oh yeah, of that. no, absolutely. My parents yeah. spend every waking moment we have together. Them talk about this. And then, <laughs> <laughs> it definitely took time. My dad yeah. used to go on like three hour walks. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, yeah, I mean, into that. they definitely. They are a perfect example of two people that just – and some people might not like it. Some some people might be like, that's crazy. I would get so tired of the other person. Well, and, that's, and that's where it's case by case. That's me is is I need my space. Mm-hmm. I mean because for those that know me, it's I love doing all this stuff and I enjoy that and I just need to be left alone sometimes. And, yeah. and if a relationship did come up, I would, ha- I would explain, hey, so this is what I do. Mm-hmm. I need this time to decompress. I need this time to do my creative stuff and – all this, yeah. and then this time will be. Although I'm not in a relationship, so it could be totally different because if it's somebody I totally dig, yeah. then it could turn south of the border real quick. But that's where you have your foundation of this is what I need for myself personally. I want to remain a me, and I don't want to morph into a we where <laughs> we turn into this transformer of a relationship, and it's just this crazy. We no longer understand our individual self anymore yeah. because I don't, I don't, that I don't like. I'm, I'm, I've always been afraid of getting in a relationship and no longer being a me, but I'm pretty Gosh. well grounded with myself. I feel like I do that in every relationship. I feel really? like every, and like, this is just going to be me being very like vulnerable about it. I feel like I do that in every relationship. And I think what comes down, what it comes down to, and it, this is something I realized in my last relationship mm-hmm. is that. I'm still becoming a me. Yeah. Like I'm still becoming my own self and I'm still figuring out like what I like and who I am and what I want to do. And and like, yeah, I'm 25, but like, I'm just, I'm figuring out, I'm figuring out my, my thing, you know? A, I think it's and, okay. <laughs> and, oh yeah. I think it's a hundred percent. Okay. Right. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I'm trying to figure it all out. And a big thing that my last relationship helped me realize was mm. that like, each relationship I've been in, I think, has created some form of me and mm-hmm. put, like, like my um, relationship I was just talking about, um, he instilled in me, like, being financially secure, yeah. how to be, like, an amazing businesswoman, how to have dreams, how to how to follow those dreams and those goals. He sounds amazing. He actually is. Um, <laughs> we don't talk anymore, but he's we doing amazing. We don't talk anymore. <laughs> for good reason. It's for good reason. He's doing great. <laughs> Wish you luck, buddy. Um, anyways. Which, that's healthy to be able to, oh, yeah, he is great. He's amazing. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I can recognize that he is an amazing person. Yeah. He was just not an amazing person for me. Yeah. And that's okay. Boom. Um, and then... Then to add on to like my my most recent relationship, it was extremely rocky, mm-hmm. but I learned that I enjoy hiking yeah. and I enjoy having not that I didn't know this about myself before, but it's like I enjoy having very deep intellectual conversation right where we're not just sitting here kind of like pissing at each other. We're just like actually yeah. having deep conversation where it's thought for thought provoking and later on like a week later you like have thoughts about it because you're like oh man I want to I want to mm-hmm. finish that conversation. Though that was that relationship and I think that's what pulled me in so much was like he was this person that enjoyed those kinds of conversations and mm. I was like I want to be a person like that. Yeah. And so I I've like learned things from these people and they've helped kind of create who I am and yeah. 
I don't mm. know. And it, it kind of came from me becoming a we. Yeah. In a way. But I, I, I think even in marriage, I don't want to be a we. Yeah. Like, I, I yep. still want to be myself. I still, like, I don't know. I think that's where, obvious. I, I think that whole thing as far as becoming a we, um, some people thrive off of that because yeah. I also, but I also think that's insecurity because you never discovered yeah. who you were as an individual. And so you needed this person and I'm not married. I don't know, but I've seen marriages where the person, you could tell if they became an, their own individual, their own person and stuff, they, they're amazing now, but they're just quite not there in that yeah. relationship with that person fully because they never actually really discovered who they are. And that's unfortunately that is a thing. Yeah. And that's why I really think it's so crucial before you get into a relationship is you know who you are and you have your foundations, your non-negotiables, you have your core values. Core values is not just a Christian thing. It's a thing in general as well. It should just it's be a thing just, for everybody. It should be a thing for everybody because then you have your non-negotiables and your core values of I'm not going to veer away from these things that what mean the world values? to me. I am changing them, actually. Really? Yeah, because I knew that we were going to end up talking about something like this. So I I looked at them again and realized they were way off from what I'm actually at now. Uh, Because I made them when Dan was actually here teaching his school and all that stuff. But then I was a completely different person then, and so they Mm. don't really ring true now. So I'm going through a whole um, study and all that stuff of my core values. I am a person when it comes to core values, because I think everybody kind of looks at it in a different way. Yeah. I don't recognize something as my core value until I think I am actually capable of doing it. Yeah. Which, duh. That actually is really good. Yeah, because I mean. Because I can sit here and say my core values are excellency and loyalty. But if you're not doing those things. Yeah. But if I'm not loyal and I'm not doing everything in excellence, those aren't core values. Yeah. So I would sit here and say I don't have any yet. Yeah. I do. I definitely, because actually excellences would probably be me, yeah. one of mine. But I mean, that's I those things are excellently. I I would like to think I do. I think you do a pretty good job, actually. You do. Yeah. I struggle. Yeah, it, it's it's it wasn't ever. <clears throat> I, I didn't just happen to be excellent at everything, and I'm not. But I mean, it took a lot of hard work. But I feel I, like yeah. if compassion could be a core value, can that be a core value? Of mine? No, for me. Oh, I was going to say, what are you saying? <laughs> Justin, you need to be more compassionate. I was actually told that today. Were you really? Yeah. I think you're compassionate. I th- Yeah. It's just sometimes yeah. I just don't care. Well, that's fine. You're not, you yeah. don't have to. We'll have yeah. to talk about that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <We> <laughs> anyway, can, continue. Um, I would say if I had to say that I have a core value, because mm. I feel like I sound just like an empty person being like, I don't have any. She's not an but empty like, person, everybody. I'm extremely empathetic, <laughs> yeah. and I'm a, an extremely compassionate person, and I think that's something I've never failed in. Mm-hmm. So I would say if I had to have like a core value of who I am right now, yeah. I would say that it's compassion. Okay. Which I think can be a weakness and a strength. I, I think, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Empathy's I don't hard. Empathy can be hard. Well, uh, empathy is hard for me when... Empathy starts to get used as a tool to put validity to somebody that's um, not doing the best as far as making be- good decisions for their life and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Because empathy gets kind of confused there and people start, you know, not, how do you even put that? Like, so, so say somebody's making a bad decision decision or whatever, and I'm not going to be empathetic toward you feeling sorry for yourself and failing in that decision that you made and all that stuff. It's like, cause I see the best of what that situation could be. And I'm more of the person that's like, 
I'll be empathetic in the way that I know. And that's, Hey, you done whatever messed this up. And this is what you could do to actually make this better. I'm sorry that you went through this, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, but do you need to be able to make the decision to grow in this? Not poor me kind of thing. That's where I have a problem with empathy sometimes is because it's being used more. So as a feel bad for me thing lately, but yeah, um, that's a thought I'm still working on because I just realized how that sounded, but that's totally fine. I just don't, I don't like when compassion and empathy are used as weapons and excuses to fail at life. I would agree. So I would hundred percent agree. And that goes back to the, so if you're going to start dating, make sure that yeah. you have that stuff under control because you don't want somebody giving you your identity and who you are. They can teach you things in relationships. Relationships yeah, have is, taught me lots I've, of stuff. Yeah, but that's what I've learned the most. I'm not going to, I mean, I've been single for the last four years and I'm grateful for that because it's taught me who I am as a man and what I believe and yeah. the things that I'm not going to um, compromise on compromise on at all whatsoever. And mm-hmm. if somebody comes along and you know, we have these interests in all that stuff. If she doesn't meet my XYZ. things, yeah, yeah, then that's, that's it. And I've just went through that recently where I said, yeah. this is my thing. I believe this and this and this, if you can't get along with this, I don't even want to go through with it. Oh, I had Boom. a relationship like that not long ago. Right before this last one, I started yeah. dating. Um, it's actually a really funny story. Tell me. how, And I don't think you actually know this story. Because we. I don't think we were necessarily like friends yet or even like working together yet. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so I was, um, I was working at Famous Footwear. Oh, yeah. I was working in the mall yeah. at Famous Footwear. I was an assistant manager. Oh, go, yeah. And I was, I was pretty consistently working like morning shifts. Yeah. So I was an opener, which means I was there when like our FedEx delivery got delivered or like the FedEx guy came and like picked up packages. Mm-hmm. So um, we got a new FedEx driver mm-hmm. at one point and I was like, I recognized that he was really cute. <laughs> and the FedEx guy driver before him was cute, but like I was able to also recognize that like not my league, also probably too old for me. Do you need to move? Um, No, I'm good. Okay. I'm getting cozy. I need to okay. like straighten out my right leg, but we're good. Okay. Um, and <laughs> sorry, I just, you're like struggling. I'm over just there. really struggling on the red couch over here. Um, but anyways, so I'm working at famous footwear said FedEx guy is coming in new FedEx guy mm-hmm. and these guys come in every single day, yeah. rain or shine every single day. They are there. Um, except for Sunday. And, <laughs> um, so he comes in and I'd seen him like, it was probably, I think maybe like a Thursday and I'd been opening all week. And so I like really was seeing him and he, we like, Kind of had like little flirty interactions, but not really. Yeah. And I found out his name and I was like all giddy in the store. Like anytime he would come in, I would started to hide. Yeah. Cause I was like just getting like, oh my, I was like a little girl on the playground being like, he's so cute. <laughs> um, and so, anyways, I'm in there and I'm like, my boss now knows Matt. He knows about this whole situation and he just gives me shit about it. So mm-hmm. he, we're at the uh, the cash wrap and we're ringing up a customer or whatever and we're just talking. He goes, oh, here he comes. And I was like, shut up. And he was like, you better go hide. Yeah. And they're like, what? What is she doing? Like these customers. And <laughs> FedEx guy comes in <laughs> and um, I literally, <laughs> I like, I said hi to him like very yeah. briefly. And then I, Literally, he left the store and I bolted. I bolted. 
I don't know what came over me. You bolted away from the store or bolted No, away I bolted from... like deeper into the store. Oh, okay. Because he would just come into the very front and pick up packages. <laughs> oh, so and you leave. bolted away from him. I literally was like, yeah, I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't exist. Don't look yeah. at me. And the ladies, I like got up and walked back over to the counter and they like lingered and they were like, girl, you better give him your number. Yeah. And I was like, no. Because I'm not the person to make a first move ever. Like, I'm so shy in that okay. realm. Like, I'm pretty confident in, like, new people situations and strangers. Like, I'm pretty – I can handle my own. Right. If I think someone is cute, I will avoid you like the plague. Wow. Like, we okay. will never interact, ever. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I have this massive crush on this guy. Mm. And they're like, if you don't do it, I will. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't even have my number. And Matt's, like, writing down my number. I'm yeah. like, no. And so he's doing his route throughout the mall, right? Yeah. So he's still in the mall. And these ladies are lingering. They're like, just give him the number. And so I yeah. finally I write down my number, like put like Chelsea, like call me or something. <laughs> and I find out his name, right? I know his name now. His name's Brad. Brad. <laughs> and Brad. um and so I I go and I, I I leave the store and they're like watching me from the store. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey Brad. And he like turns around and I was like, hey, like I just <laughs> I I can't even imagine being a guy because this was so nerve wracking. I Mm. was like, I don't know. Use it. Like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) use my number. I don't know. Like, yeah, use it. I don't know. I I said, yeah, I said something along the lines of like that, of like, if you get bored, text me or something. (laughs) I don't know. I'm an idiot. Anyways, um, he texted me like literally like as soon, like, I think like 30 minutes later texted me and then we were texting like all day. Yeah. And so, you know, you find out like little things and all that kind of stuff. He was like, hey, we should get dinner. And so we got dinner. We went to Gallagher's. We had a couple beers. We had Mm -hmm. fish and chips. It was like super fun. We walked around Old Town for like two hours. Yeah. Just chatted. He ended up being a lot older than I thought he was. Oh, dang. Um, At the time, I was like 23. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 23 at the time. And he was 32. Which he does not look 32. It's not bad, though. No, 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 no. It's not bad. It's not right. bad at all. It's not a bad age gap. But when you're not expecting someone to be 32, yeah, it was like, oh. Taken aback by Yeah. Him. And, like, he's, like, a man. Like, he has his life together. Yeah. He like, All that kind of stuff. He fixed my car. Shout mm-hmm. out to, to Brad. Go, Brad. Um, FedEx. But to go circle back to, like, having common interests, mm-hmm. when it came down to us deciding, like, okay, is this, like, because we hung out. Like, we were, yeah. like, starting to date. And it was, like, a real thing. Like, are, is this going to be a boyfriend and girlfriend thing? Like, all this kind of stuff. And, um, I remember being like, well, I'm, I'm a believer. I'm Mm. a Christian. And he pretty much told me I was naive. Nice. For believing in something like that. Yeah. And we would argue about it all the time and I would fight him on it. Uh. And finally I just hit a point where I was like, this is a non, Mm. I can't compromise this. Right. This isn't something I'm going to compromise. Yeah. And because his belief was so different from mine, and that's Mm. not to say that it was bad. It's just it was so different from my viewpoint that I was like, damn, like Mm. he is this amazing guy. But it's like the one thing that's like hard for me to compromise on. Right. And so I like had to have that conversation. And I was like, I'm sorry, but like this isn't something I can continue to move forward in. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this was at a time in my life where I was like very in the thick of like I was in Bible school and – I was like hoping to get like my pastoral license and like all this kind of stuff. And like I was yeah. planning on like spending a year in Israel doing mission work. Like yeah. there was all these things that were happening in my life that was surrounded by this one topic. Right. And he completely disagreed on it. And so much so in a way that like made me feel small mm. for believing it. Dang. And yeah, so I, it was my non, non-negotiable. 
Wow. Yeah, see, that's, and that goes with anything, too, really. is Which is actually so funny because when I was driving here, yeah. he lived on the road from me. When oh. I was driving here, he pulled out from his road and he drove behind me the whole way until the Target exit. <laughs> you text him? No. Okay. It's weird now. I'm because sorry. after, I'm like, I shouldn't give away his life. He he, <laughs> literally, like, a month after we ended everything, he yeah. uh, a girl moved in with him and they're still together. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Go Brad at FedEx doing your thing. Oh, god. Delivering them packages. People are going to listen to this and they actually know who he is and I'm so sorry. Nobody listens to this. It's okay. No, I have a friend, shout out to Veronica, who actually listens to it and she posted on her story and she is totally a part hey, of the story. Is that the black haired? She changes her hair color all the time. Okay. Somebody was like- Super su- cute. She was like, my friend's famous. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's amazing. She's, uh, shout out to Veronica. Love Hi, you, Veronica. And um, she will, She lived, she watched me go through this. And it's okay. funny, she met um, her and her boyfriend, Chris, are super cute. And yeah. he was also a FedEx guy. <laughs> so you're welcome. Oh my gosh. Now that's, uh, I mean, that's, that, and that does go with anything though. If you're, the compatibility thing um, to put a little bit of practicality to this, it's yeah. like, you wouldn't, um, so a Democrat wouldn't want to be with a Republican, like, because no. here's the thing is if you go into a situation like that and you say, oh, I'm a Democrat, and then you're dating a Republican, and you're doing the uh, Repu- or the uh, political dating, missionary dating, um, and then you go the to talk to about, convert. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you go to, you go to talk about these things and then they're the complete opposite of you and they won't even be receptive toward what you're saying. That is a massive buzzkill. And then. I believe that people in situations like that should ask yourself, for instance, if you started dating the guy, yeah. even though he doesn't believe in the same thing you do, is can I see this for the rest of my life, sacrificing this part of myself that I don't get to connect with my significant other? Because after time, that will degrade your yeah. heart for the person. It will completely destroy your relationship. And that's why I'm, I'm really pushing for the knowing yourself and having these foundational mm-hmm. things down because... I mean, if I've watched a Democrat and a Republican date, and it's the most it's like World War Eight because it's, it's very destructive. I find it hard to even like have friends with be friends with people that have differing political views from me. Like, yeah, that's the whole thing too. It's when, yeah, like I say, if just because it becomes such a sore subject, that's really the only thing. I and like, I, really I definitely don't like have that, friends yeah. that have different political views from me, but they're not my close, close friends, right? Because your close, close friends tend to have similar viewpoints to you. It's the right. same within relationship. And, yeah, it's just – it's not yeah. something I, – I, And when your political party starts to become a religion, that's when I have a problem with it. When oh, it's yeah. us and them and when it's I, I see you from across the mm-hmm. aisle, I don't believe that should be a thing at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think that you should be able to – if we're getting outside of a relationship for a second, you should yeah. be able to have opposing opinions – and actually have those conversations in a healthy way and not sit there and react toward each other. This whole thing is ridiculous of everybody arguing with each other and attacking each other. It's because yeah. you believe this and you believe that. It's you're not going to change someone else's opinion that they've developed over their life. No, like, I'm sorry. No. And and then you're not yeah. going to have one viewpoint that comes up that like radically changes someone's mind. They're like, oh, okay, now now I get it. Like exactly. it's, it's just not going to happen. I think a yeah. lot of the time people are just wasting And it begins breath. with listening and then having the conversation is assessing the situation. Okay, you think this and... I think this. Okay. So where's the common ground in this and how can we walk away from this and still be friends? Because I've seen, I've lately seen a lot of friendships just completely dissolve because of. Oh, I have people that don't talk to me anymore because of my political views. Which is total bullshit. And I'm just like, 
I was like, you just didn't know I believed mm-hmm. this and you were totally okay with who I am. But now that you know, like, because I, I, I whatever, I posted whatever, yeah. it's like, n- now you're going to, mm-hmm. now I'm a different person to you? I'm like, damn, that really sucks. Because yeah. that, ju- that just kind of shows like, oh, okay, so our friendship really wasn't a friendship. Exactly. And yeah, it, your real friendships, they they will stick through you, mm-hmm. the, everything with you, when, even if you disagree on things. And back to relationships, it's... Yeah. When you are seriously considering somebody, you got to make sure that your foundational things are in alignment. You can you can have different like different opinions about a bunch of other stuff, but um, there was somebody on Instagram that asked about this, so that's why I'm hitting this. Is because if your foundational things are completely off, don't do it. Yeah, because don't. if you continue with a relationship where it's completely different, opposing foundational uh, whatever core values you want to call them. It's not going to end well because no. you're sacrificing parts of yourself that's not okay. And then it just turns into this thing of you start resenting that person. They become your enemy. And then before you even think about marriage and all that stuff, you've got to think about the, these things because yeah. they're very, very crucial. And uh, although – not although – Dating somebody with an opposing opinion, like it just going on a date is really fun. But that doesn't mean that you're That's committed. That's you, though. <laughs> you are someone that likes that. I am not someone that likes that. Well, because then I have, yeah. I just sit there and I'm just, because I'm not someone that wants to argue that kind of stuff. I don't I, want to argue. I, no, I, okay. No, I'm not. Okay, argue is not the right word. Argue is no. not the right word. I spoke too soon. Kind of. I, I think, mm, debate? I, okay, no, I, I just, I'll clarify this real quick. Yeah, go for it. I enjoy other people that have opposing opinions because it creates the opportunity to have a good conversation because I'm still learning how not to react to certain things. And so okay. I'm, I do like going on dates because I don't view – I'm healthy with dates because I don't view dates as, oh, we go on one date, we're getting married. That's <laughs> that's not how I – I used to be like that. Yeah, let's break that cycle, um, people. Yeah, I'm not the kind of person that we go on one date and it's automatically we're going to start pursuing mm-hmm. marriage and this uh, really um, heavy relationship and all this stuff. It's dates are the introduction toward the possibility of a romantic transaction, if you yeah. will. And so – Dates I don't care about. Like if it's if it's somebody that doesn't have the it's same just more good conversation things. for you. Yeah, then. exactly. So yeah. that's why I will go on dates with people that don't necessarily believe in I God and stuff. Talking. I'm like, I, I don't. Oh, with people that don't believe in God, I'm fine with. Yeah, but I if think it's, it's like Democratic stuff and all that stuff, or Republican stuff, or whatever party stuff, then I mean, even that, I'm, if it's a, somebody that I disagree with, it's just it's fun for me. But I'm what not, if they hate Star Wars? Oh, then you go to hell. <laughs> That's the line. 110. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that line. We're the in the line. middle of like deep conversation and we're super connecting. Oh, and one more. So, what do you like think them. about? Yeah. What do you think about Star Wars? <laughs> oh my god, I think George Lucas is shit. Go to hell. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pulls out a lightsaber, kills her. Oh my god. <laughs> Just kidding. I should carry a lightsaber. That's my dream. Oh my gosh, is to have my own custom made lightsaber. I would. I saw one the other day because okay, so I was watching um, Saber Force. I was watching the Samuel Jackson interview Mm -hmm. that we were talking about earlier, and they pull out this lightsaber, Mm -hmm. and when he turned it on, it made the noise, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, and then it was purple, Mm -hmm. and um, they pull it out, and it makes like the noise, (laughs) and he's like. And like, you know, normally you would make your own noises yeah. and then to like put it away, it makes its own noise and like everything. Shoop. Yes. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Mm-hmm. And I was dying. Yeah. It's like a $1,300. Yeah. 
lightsaber. Oh, yeah. And it's like a certain type of um, NeoPixel. Okay, yeah. I, you're probably right? going to know more than I am at this point, yeah. Ooh. I, no, I know, I know there's really expensive ones. I just don't know materials. Oh, I was just researching. This is how you know I'm into something because then I like start like on my free time. I'm tell like, tell me more, tell on, me like, more. Amazon. Like, what kind of metal was it? NeoPixel, I think, is like the top tier. They were doing uh, the comparison. Neodymium. I don't know. Oh wait, no, that's uh, Black Panther. Sorry. I think it's NeoPixel. Okay, you're something probably like right. That. You're probably I right. I have no idea. But um, yeah, it just I don't know. It intrigued me. This is a very random tangent that we went on, all because I told you to pull out a lightsaber and kill a woman. <laughs> On our date. On your date. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to like kind of, I don't know. I just. Yeah. I, um, I, as far as my whole dating thing goes, I'll, I'll end it, um, is I will date random people, but also I know I, I'm very healthy in knowing that if I just, I'll, I'll end it because, yeah. because I know we don't agree on foundational things. Okay. So, so then I guess this is where like the reason I can't do that yeah. is because I, I'm so afraid to hurt people's feelings mm-hmm. and this is something I'm working on. Oh, and I am too. That's like my new catchphrase. And this is something I'm working on. And this is something I'm working on. That should be a shirt with a red couch. With a red couch. Chelsea. Merch coming And this soon. is something. Yeah, guys. Merch coming soon. We're doing a photo shoot. Oh, yeah. oh, God. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Anyway. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sunday. <laughs> um, There's a lot going but, on. But uh, yeah, it's something I'm working on yeah. is not being so empathetic and like, and I don't know, maybe I think a lot of women and even, even men can relate to this, like where you feel kind of stuck when someone likes you mm-hmm. and you're like, gosh, like I don't actually reciprocate that at all. But I, I think it's like wounds from high school when yeah. like I would reject people and then they would be like nasty and rude. Mm-hmm. And so, and like make up really nasty rumors. And it was just like, dude, I just told you no. Right. Like that was it. So then like n- now as an adult, I like kind of tiptoe around the no. And mm-hmm. I'm like, they're like, hey, I would love to get drinks sometime. And I'm like, sure. And just like never responds. Oh, or I'm like, about this. and then when I see them, I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had a guy text me the other day and be like, hey, it's Jacob. We met that one time. And I was like, not a clue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who? Like, I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like, okay, no, I have no idea who you are. Anyways, but it's just like, I, I don't know. I have like this, like, where like mm-hmm. I it just makes me uncomfortable to tell someone like no I'm not interested why um I think it's because I've had guys be really nasty when I say no mm-hmm. like I in high school <clears throat> here we go in high school I um I transferred schools at one point and yeah. so I was going to one school at a certain point and this guy I was going to school with, um, his girlfriend went to the school I was about to transfer to. Mm-hmm. And um, he, I knew her because I had been at that school previously and her and I were friends. Yeah. And I only knew him because of her. And then I was like, oh, like, well, you are dating so-and-so, so like we should be friends. So that's like how it was. Anyways, so we were at, I think like track practice or something and he like grabbed my ass. And I like Ooh. slapped his hand and I was like, dude, I was like, that's not, not cool. I wasn't dating anybody at the time, like, or anything, but it was just like, there was Still. a lot of shit. I look back at it in high school that I put up with, with that was just harassment and yeah. awful. So like, okay, PSA ladies, if they're grabbing your ass and they're throwing stuff down your cleavage and you're in high school, it's harassment. Say something. Dear God. Because it's, that's it's normalized so way up. too much. It's oh, normalized yeah. way too much. Anyways, so he grabbed my ass and I like slapped his hand and mm. it was like kind of around the guys. And I was like, don't touch me, dude. Like, yeah. 
And this one guy friend of mine kind of like stood up and was like, hey, dude, like don't touch her. That one interaction Mm -hmm. made this guy go to his girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. and tell her that I had hooked up with every single guy on the baseball team, oh my God. which at this point in time in my life, I was a virgin. I was a sophomore yeah. in high school. Told him, told her. Now this is, this is going from my school that I'm at currently to the school I'm transferring to. Mm-hmm. And these are all people that I already knew. I had gone to school with for a couple of years before and I'd only been at this other school for six months and I was going back. It was a weird situation. Right. Anyways, so all these rumors start at this other school. And you know, it's like one rumor where it's like, oh, well, she had sex with like six guys. Right, yeah. It turns into the whole baseball team. And then it turns into the football team. And this whole thing. And it's like, oh, well, she got trained at a party. Which Mm -hmm. like is not true like at all. I was literally, I think I had kissed two boys at that point in my entire life. I was 15. Yeah. And... It's all because I told this guy, no, like, don't touch my ass. Mm-hmm. And to, I mean, he also had a girlfriend at the time, too. So it's like, cool, like, dude, not good on you either. Right. So when I transferred schools, I had no idea these rumors were a thing because they weren't at my school. They yeah. were spread at a different school. Oh, man. And so I get there and like the guys that I thought were my guy friends before I, I had transferred away were like, hey, Chelsea, like, what's up? And they were like all like flirty and like had a totally different perspective oh, of me. Come on. And were like super grabby. And it was just like, it was awful. Like looking back now, it was like a lot of harassment, but it's yeah. like, you're just like this girl in high school and like these guys are giving you attention and it's not the attention that you want but it's attention and so you're Mm -hmm. like is this what it's supposed to be because you're only 15 and you don't really know (laughs) and it's not it's harassment ladies and it needs to stop but um yeah like I I I walked all because I told a boy no Mm -hmm. I then was at a different school and all these guys and girls had a different perspective of me. All these girls hated me. They didn't want me to talk to any of the guys because they're like, oh, well, she's a whore. Yeah. And it's like, little did you know, like, I'd only kissed two people in my entire life. And, like, Jeez. no one had ever even seen my boobs, like, or anything. <laughs> like, the most naked I'd been in public was, like, or even around another person was, like, a bikini. And yeah. I went from, like, one extreme to the other of just, like, Wow. Like how quickly things can change. And then to find, and the, this is the crazy thing is that I go back to the school and said girl who boyfriend did this thing is like befriending me. And she's the one that's like started all these rumors and she, and then to find out six, literally not six months, I think it was like three months later from her friend because her friend couldn't watch me go through it anymore. Go, Hey, so-and-so is the one that started these. Wow. And I was just like. At that point, that I think that's like truly when I became like a don't fuck with me bitch. Yeah. And then that turned into the you having a problem with saying no. Yeah. Because you're worried about. I'm so gonna, worried about okay. the repercussions. Wow. That's yeah. messed up. I'm sorry that that happened. Yeah. That's really not okay. <laughs> no, it's not okay. And it's it's so interesting because and to kind of go on a different tangent, I, I've had this conversation a lot actually with my my friends that are girls. Yeah. And we talk about our high school experiences mm-hmm. and how I mean, so I was in high school from two thousand eight or two thousand nine to twenty thirteen. Right. Two thousand eight to twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. whatever, start to finish. And um I I don't know if it's just how it was then or maybe it's worse now. I don't know. I feel like women have, like girls are more empowered and have been taught to have more respect for themselves. So I would hope it's a little bit different. Yeah. But there, I can, I I need more fingers and toes to count the amount of times that I was just like either groped in the hallway or like 
called booty other than my name. Like mm. I was being called like name, like, Hey ass, what's up booty? Like, I'll, like just being like, yes. to hold no. like derogatory things by like people that I, I called my guy friends uh. and like so much. So like having situations where like you're alone in a classroom with like a whole bunch of football guys mm. and you're just like, you're, as you walk you're out thinking of the room, the worst. yeah, they're thinking the absolute worst about you. Yeah. They're saying the ap- absolute worst, but you're this 16, however year old girl. And you just like, don't know what to say. Like sitting at the lunch table and like you're wearing a V cut shirt because that was the style back then. Mm. And this is when the football team takes the decision to start throwing things into your shirt because you are larger chested. And it's like, what? When, wow. And then, and then because you, you're getting attention and you haven't been told like, Hey honey, like actually that's not okay. And that's not how boys are supposed to treat you. Right. Like you're like, ha ha ha. Okay. Even though you're absolutely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to cause a scene because you don't want this repercussion to happen. And mm. every single one of my girlfriends that I've talked to has some type of story like this. Yeah. Where they did just didn't know how to address it because it wasn't harassment in your face. Right. It wasn't like someone like pinning you up against the wall and like making you kiss them. Like it wasn't like it wasn't anything like that. It was it's very emotional harassment. I had a so here's a perfect example. I had a bottom locker, right? Mm-hmm. So your lockers are stacked one on top of the other. This guy had a locker above me. My whole like high school career at the school, this kid always had a locker next to me mm-hmm. because of the way our names were. And this just so happened I had a bottom locker this year and he was locker right above me. It never failed. He would put his dick on the back of my head when I was getting my stuff out of my locker. What, what the fuck am I supposed to do? This kid's like 6'2". Oh, jeez. Like, what am I going to do? Turn around and punch him in the dick? Right. No, I'm going to get in trouble. Because yeah, who's going to believe me that the whoever... I almost gave away his position at the school. <laughs> Everyone would know who he is. Um, <laughs> wow. Like, like who's going who's gonna to do that? Like, he's jeez. not going to get pulled off the field. Come on. Yeah, I was homeschooled, I'm, so this is all fascinating. Yeah, I'm just okay. going to be the girl that cried wolf. That's was no proof. Fucked up. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. I'm actually really okay. <laughs> but I, I just say that because like yeah. I want I want and even guys too. Like yep. it, it goes both ways. It's like just know that that kind of stuff is not okay. Right. And if that kind of thing is happening to you, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, so you guys like aren't in school, but like boys shouldn't treat you like that. Girls also girls, you shouldn't treat each other like that. Right. And I think there's a lot of just like bullying and harassment that goes on in high school that kind of just gets shoved under the rug because like, though that's where you get your backbone and that's where you learn mm. what the world is like. And it's like, no, like high school is not your world. No. I promise you it's not. No. And that, and all that stuff stems into your adulthood too, especially if you aren't set up with the proper tools and how to deal with that stuff is because, yeah, I mean, that's why a lot of people have relationship issues now just in general, not like romantic relationships, but people have trust issues and stuff because of past traumas that um, they weren't set up for as far as, Hey, if this happens, this is what you do and stuff. And a lot of women didn't feel hurt at all whatsoever because women did have to keep a lot of that Mm -hmm. stuff under the wraps because they weren't given the authority that they should have had to be able to speak for themselves. And so now, and even in stemming in, romantic relationships that's where guys need to have loads of grace for women that had gone through stuff like that and ask questions like okay so this happened to you back then how can i in what way how can i love you better so this doesn't trigger you if this is a trigger for you how do we work past this and communicate these things and talk about these things openly because it it 
follows you into your adulthood. Yeah. It's really shitty. I have, because of like my life has been pretty shitty at times. Like I have had like abusive relationships and I have had like unfortunate events happen in my life. And when those things happen, like those are, those also trickle into other relationships where you have, I have to have the conversation of like, Hey, this is an event that happened in my life. Yeah. It has affected me emotionally. There are certain triggers for me. Like Mm. these are what they are. Like, if that's too much for you, then okay. Like, Mm -hmm. this isn't something that I can just change overnight about myself. It's something I'm always going to be working on. Right. But, like, is this something that you can accept or is this something that you cannot accept? Mm -hmm. And I've had both. I've had a guy, and I think we talked about it last time, I've had Mm -hmm. a guy not want to talk to me at all. Yeah. Um, I've had a guy not believe me. Mm -hmm. I've had um, a guy sit there and cry Mm -hmm. while I'm telling him, like, what, what happened and he just cries because like he's just an empathetic person and then i've also i think the best reaction i ever had because i don't sit there and cry about stuff anymore because it just like i feel like i'm giving too much credit to it right and yeah. like it happened i recognize it i'm working through it okay yeah but i think the best reaction i've ever gotten from a guy was i was like okay and and that's that mhm and he, he like took a second and i thought he wasn't going to say anything and he goes, okay, mm-hmm. are you okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And he goes, no, like, are you okay now that you've told me? Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, actually, yeah. Like, I feel I feel like I can just breathe now. That's cool. That's really And he was cool. like, okay, I'm glad. And he mm-hmm. goes, I want you to know that this doesn't change anything. Oh. Like you're not any di- and this was a guy friend. This yeah. isn't a boyfriend. This is a guy friend. That's amazing. That like had I think something came up, I can't remember why and I needed to explain like hey, like Yeah. A couple days ago this happened and this is why my reaction was this and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And he even said he's like you don't need to apologize. Right. Like you just just know that like I whether you actually mentally believe it or not, mm. I want you to know that I'm safe. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then your actions prove that you're safe. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? But yeah. that was probably the best reaction I got was just like, okay, we're not going to over-emotionalize this. We're yeah. not going to um, – if he went and cried later, I have no idea. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's diary. Like, yeah. But it's like in the moment, all I needed was someone to be like, okay. Yeah. Wow. Sweet. Not mm. sweet. Bad sweet, word, yeah. Just. <laughs> sweet. Good. Well, that, it, that's – I mean, that's how it should be in, in, yeah. in any just friendship relationship is if something triggers somebody, you sit there and say, okay, what do you need? Yeah. Be- and it shouldn't be a, it's cool that, you know, people can react and sob and stuff with you yeah. and all that mm-hmm. jazz. But at the end of that needs to be, how can we move forward where mm-hmm. you feel safe and we can continue this growth and uh, you should be able to in relationship is to tell a person, Hey, this is triggering for me and there should be no shame on it all whatsoever. No matter what it is. I was just listening to a podcast today called uh, shameless sex. And it wasn't talking about sex. It was talking about how in a, in relationship you should be able to say these things. Mm-hmm. And because the girl was talking about how she got triggered from a past relationship yeah. in this current relationship. And she was so worried about bringing it to the guy because she, she was worried about how he was going to react, thinking that she was weak and all this stuff. But then she said, we were in the kitchen And then I said, what that triggered me. And then he's like, you were mentioning, he stopped and and asked, what can I do for you to help you feel safe? Yeah. And if you don't need anything, just tell me, but thank you for telling me. Yep. And that's just, that's phenomenal. That's how that should be. I love that. But um, anyway, yeah. 
Damn. Yeah. High school sounds really shitty. I'm so glad that it was yeah. just my siblings that beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I had that too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm one of five kids, so I definitely had that too. Eight, eight Being, over here. Gosh, eight. Five was so much. Like, I have... I think eight. Don't leave anybody out. Sorry, guys. I know. That Grimaldo family. Yeah, I've got I met around. one of them. Well, I met... A, a, Kia. Yeah, 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 met, yeah, yeah. We can talk about her. Yeah. Story. yeah. Shout out. Hi, Lakia. <laughs> Good job on work, uh, not through Justin, which is so funny. No, she bought him what the twelve? Uh, twelve Pro Max. Yeah, twelve Pro Max. Yeah, yeah. Then he texted me that job. night. He texted me that uh, when he got it and said, "So, Kia knows Chelsea now. Also, I love my phone. <laughs> Let her know." <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so funny. But anyway, no. But um, I mean, being, I mean, oh gosh, when I think about being one of five kids. It's so there's so many memories that like come flooding back to me. Yeah. Like at one point in time, so we're like a mixed family, right? Like my parents um were have had kids before they got married and then we we were like a blended family. And so my older brother and I are 6 years apart, um mm. Zach, and he is the oldest of all of us and from His what? name is Zach Morris. No, 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 Zach Withers. Oh, okay. I was about to get really excited. Yeah. Okay. He Sorry. has a different last name than me. Damn it. Okay. Um, I got adopted by my um, technically stepdad when I was uh, 12. Yeah. So that's why I have his last name. My birth okay. last name is not what my name is now. Um, but Zach, has he's still in relationship with his biological dad, so he still has his dad's last name. Okay. Anyways, so um, <laughs> my mom had me and Zach, and mm-hmm. we're six years apart. And then when she got married, we gained Hunter, Jessica, and Jamie. Mm-hmm. And the way it kind of fell was Zach is um, six years older than me. Hunter is four years older than me. Jessica is like 10 months older than me. And mm-hmm. Jamie is three years younger than me. Okay. 98. She's born in 98. What does that make her? Math. 22. Oh. So yeah, three years. Okay. We're three years apart. I'll just believe you. Um, so the age gap from youngest to oldest is 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so many different dynamics, but we would just, we all got along really, really well. And I think if you asked any of my siblings, some of our favorite memories are from this. We, the way we, I don't know if other families, when you move a lot, like you name your houses things, but like all okay. our houses are by the street it was. Oh, so like cool. Heart Road is like our house that we love the most. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, when we were living in, um, uh, in North Dallas, is North Dallas, South Dallas? I don't know, wherever. North Texas. And um, we were, um, yeah, we were just all at a really good age. I think I was like around like 11. It was like 9 to 12 was that like age range mm-hmm. where we were all kind of home. Like Zach wasn't too old to where like he wouldn't hang out with us and Hunter wasn't too old. And we would um, have, <laughs> we would play hide and go seek in the dark. And so we had an upstairs where there was, you would go up the stairs and then it was my brother's bedrooms. And then there was like a landing that kind of separated it. And then it was like me and my sister's bedrooms. Mm -hmm. And then we had like a media room that like was totally blacked out and everything. So we would get glow sticks from Home Depot and we would hide them and the guys would hide theirs. And Jamie was always on their team because we would kill her (laughs) (laughs) being the, she's the youngest girl. And we, the boys were like, Jamie's with us because y'all freaking be rude to her. And um, so they would hide their glow stick in the media room and we would hide it in one of our rooms. 
And um, basically, it was like whoever found the glow stick first and got back to like across the finish line, like one. Like that was like we play capture the flag in the dark, or we play hide and go seek yeah. in the dark. Yeah. And we have so many stories about hide and go seek in the dark that <laughs> I will not disclose without talking to my siblings first because okay. they're they're the type of stories you like tell like a newcomer to the family. Like mm-hmm. when my sister in law Chelsea, when my brother and her got married, and we like got to like meet her and everything for the first time. It was all those stories. It was yeah. like, yeah, and then this one time, and then, oh, yeah, mom and dad don't know this, but da 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 Like, so many stories yeah. came out that my parents were like, what? <laughs> like, my brothers, at a point in time, they figured out that you could light farts on fire. Yes. So they had, like, aerosol cans and lighters, and my parents didn't know this, but I can tell this story because it's just funny. Yeah. We had these, like, gray Costco storage units in our garage that were just, like, a hard plastic. Yeah. And my parents came home. I don't know. I don't know if they'd been at, like, doctor's appointments or where they had been, but probably the chiropractor. <laughs> and um, they came home, and there was, like, this black stain on one of them, and they were gray units. <laughs> And my parents were like, what is that from? And I think we like made up something. And like, yeah. I think my dad was like, oh, it's probably so and so and whatever. And, um, but actually, it was because my brothers were lighting their farts on fire in the closed garage <laughs> and the flame got too big and it burned the side of the thing. And they were just like, leave it. <laughs> oh, another thing we used to do was play in the attic. And our attic was not like, paneled off like the insulation is just out so it's just fiberglass yeah and we would play in the attic like we would go up there when like we brought like candles Mm -hmm. and flashlights and stuff and we would all all five of us in an attic and now keep in mind my oldest brother's six four yeah and so he's not a small human being and we were not small children like (laughs) we were kind of roly-poly at sometimes and like all of us just crammed up there we'd come down we're all itching because the fiberglass is just like in the air and my parents are like you idiots (laughs) (laughs) but like those are some of like my favorite times of like being like one of five kids now it's like a little bit harder because like three of them are married and like right. starting to have kids and it's like when you start to become an adult you really start to cherish like wow i really miss those mm-hmm. memories with them because yeah. now we're adults and like we're still those people but now they're just memories and i wish i could like relive those moments but siblings <laughs> i love them they sound amazing yeah i couldn't live without them do i want to kill them sometimes 100 percent. absolutely yeah. absolutely i love that your brother married a chelsea oh yeah has that been a thing? Have you guys made jokes about that? <laughs> so, I mean, Zach and Chelsea getting married just was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> wish his last name was Morris. Saved by the Bell would have been an amazing reference, but now it's ruined. I think it's, I don't even think it's spelled the same. Oh, okay. Never mind. But, um, just kill my dream even more. Sorry. It's like, you dream killer. <laughs> Zach is his own person. <laughs> Zach Morris is a trash character, by the way. He is not a trash character. You take that back. Are you kidding me? No, if I was kidding, you'd be he laughing. He's so misogynistic. He's sexist. Well, he's I'm, like the. Yeah, I okay. think for the time, he's a good character. But if you watch Saved Are by the Bell now, canceling Zach Morris yes, right now. I am. Oh. If you go back and you like watch highlight clips and stuff, like literally just go on YouTube and type in Zach Morris sexist. They're like thirty minute long videos, and it's just like two minute clips of him like making like sexist comments about like girls within the show. I uh, okay, okay. I don't know. That's a, and you can see like, yeah. um, what's his name? Freaking Skeeter? Is that his name? Oh no, Skeeter's from uh, Doug. Oh 
Um, Am I mixing shows? What's his name? Uh, the weird one, the nerdy one. Is it Skeeter? No, Skeeter's definitely from Doug. He's the green guy. Um, oh my gosh. Fez is that 70s show. Every hey, show hey has Siri. one. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the nerdy guy in Saved by the Bell? Sorry, guys. I need to know this. Okay. I found this on the web for who was the nerdy guy in Saved by the Bell. Check uh, it out. Screech. Screech. See, it was something yeah, like that. Screech. Okay. So Screech was yeah. you. If you watch Screech, he's kind of like what? Like whenever he says one of those lines, because yeah. like. But anyways, yeah, I don't like Zach Morris. They're bringing that show back. They shouldn't. Oh man. Are they using the same people? Yeah. They shouldn't. They okay. okay. This is a kind of a soapbox of mine. Full House, great. You don't need to do it again. I agree. No, I agree. Full House was great. You don't need to do it again. Well, I, I mean, I think the reason why they're bringing a lot of these the, these shows back is because they're running out of ideas. Well, <laughs> not only that, but to bring some somewhat of normalcy to the craziness that has been the last so. year and a half. I think they're yeah. just trying to bring back the, these feelings of nostalgia, so yeah. that way we get rid of the feelings of chaos. They did it with Gilmore Girls. They did like a year in the life. They redid Gilmore Girls. No, no, they didn't redo it. They did uh, a series. It was like a four part series, and it was an hour long for each, and it's a year in the life. I'm not even going to watch it. So it was each season. No, you leave Gilmore Girls alone. I love Gilmore. Girls I do too. So I didn't get that. Could you try again? Oh my God, Siri, why are you That wasn't mine. It was mine. <laughs> it was my watch. Sure I understand. That's oh really gosh, scary. What is happening? That oh, is really scary. Oh, it's my watch. Oh, okay. Um, that's a, actually a good segue though, because we got a question okay. and the question is, <clears throat> do you have a plan to leave Humboldt? And if so, what are your plans post Humboldt? Is this, are you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Because I have big plans. I, I do too. I can go first, just so you can respond to whoever you're texting right now. Oh, I had to text Faith and let her know that I wasn't completely... Faith is my best friend and yeah. my absolute favorite person on the planet. Yep. And I would never want her to think I was ignoring her, so I had to let her know. So sorry, guys. Go, Faith. No one else would ever interrupt this podcast. Ever. Literally. Really? No, I'm saying like I would never let anybody else interrupt. Oh, okay. okay yeah. gotcha. Sorry, okay. guys. No, no, no. No, that's like <laughs> my person would probably be... To interrupt, probably you, but you're here. So that's probably it. (laughs) I love Daniele, but. um, If I'm calling and I'm calling multiple times, something's wrong. I'd be worried. Yeah, because you don't call me in general, so it just scares me. It's kind of more of just like an in-person thing. We don't do well over text. No, because when you texted me and said that we don't text as much anymore. And yeah, I was, we don't I, text ever. We literally don't text ever. (laughs) I think what I meant to say was, hey, we don't hang out anymore. (laughs) We didn't even really hang out all that much either. I mean, Sundays no, were No, Sundays our, was our thing yeah, for a Sundays, while. But so I felt like, yeah. I started getting more jobs. You got more stuff. Yeah, I got more stuff to do, but. You started balling out. No, I won't ever ball out of you. Oh, stop. Mm, okay, plans leave humble. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is now funny because I'll never ball out of you, but also uh, but we have also, plans yeah, to eventually not always um, be around each other. So I think my whole thing is a lot of opportunity started showing up here, which is the most random thing on the face of the planet. I don't know why, because I was originally from the Bay Area, um, and then I came here. But, I mean, obviously this building, they were kind enough to um, let us use this and turn this into the studio, which it was supposed to be. So I'm kind of riding this train right now to answer this question. I'm kind of riding this train right now, doing the studio stuff and filming weddings. Um, I would love for weddings to take off full time. 
because mm -hmm. uh, that's what makes the most money, and I enjoy <laughs> money, and I'm not afraid to say that because I like money a lot. Um, I have a healthy relationship with it sometimes. I just spent like 120 bucks in books today, but that's a different story. Justin has an addiction to books oh and my Star gosh. Wars paraphernalia. If we ever yeah. get a P.O. box, guys, <laughs> could you imagine? I, I'm going to make one now. Um, <laughs> I mean, so, oh, yeah, everybody, thank you for sending the money still to my account, which oh, I have to send I, you some money. I got uh, money, too. <laughs> Someone sent oh me money. Oh, my God. Uh, to continue. Um, so I'm going to do the studio stuff for a while. I'm going to see where this goes. I love mixing for people and um, teaching people how to record um, I'm going to be teaching people soon on how to podcast because several people I saw have your asked story, me. Yeah. yeah, so there's been a couple people that have asked me to do So I enjoy teaching that stuff, and I love doing that here. Uh, right now in the climate that we're in as far as just uh, the society, I'm okay with being here. Yeah. Um, I don't have plans on moving, but if an opportunity came up where somebody said, hey, I would love for you to come work at this studio, and it's a full-time gig and all that stuff, and if it was an amazing opportunity – I'd probably take it. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot going on for me here besides you and the people that I do this with and the studio stuff. Um, sorry to everybody else. I'm probably forgetting. But, <laughs> Everyone else is like, screw you, Justin. <laughs> yeah. I, although I, at the same time, I need to do what's best for me um, yeah. and people that really love me and support me know that that's most important. Absolutely. Um, so I will be here for a while. And if I did move post humble, I'd probably still just be doing the recording stuff and filming weddings because I, or my dream is to film or be the cinematographer or director of a star Wars movie or show. Ooh. Like I would, that's my old, like I cried the other night because I was like Aww. watching the Mandalorian. I'm like, I wanted to do something like this. And then, uh, not cried, more of like had man tears. Like yeah. I'm not about to get them now because it's like, so, <laughs> shut up. It's <laughs> just in. They're no, I, I would love to do something like that. Just something of significance I will follow. And yeah. if that means leaving, then I'll do it. Um, but anyway, so. Oh, I love yeah. how passionate you got. Look at your eyes. They are a little watery. And shut up. I'm just very passionate about things. No, I love it. I love it. Not, I, I don't feel empathy. like a lot of people see this side of you. No, they don't. I I'm appreciate okay with that. it. Well, my plans eventually are to leave. I don't yeah. want to, I love humble and it's been a, a really amazing part of my life and it's taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not somewhere I want to plant roots and live the rest of my life and get married and have kids here. Same. Um, ideally, and I say this because like everything's up to change mm -hmm. and it can move in all different directions. Ideally where I'm at right now is I'm starting um, my bachelor or I'm finishing out my bachelor's degree and I'm going to get my master's. Yeah, um, girl. But I was going to go straight into psychology, but what I've decided to do is get my um, finish out my BA in business, specifically in organizational management. And so Good. I'm doing all of that. Um, that's probably going to be about three more years because I kind of was shit in college. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll be here at least three more years because my work is paying for it, which right. I have a really amazing job. Um, in the next like six months or so, I'll finally be getting my own place. Yeah. Which like... If you're close to me, you know how much having my own place is so important to me it's now. It's super good for you. It's going to be so good. Like, my biggest point of stress in my life right now, unfortunately, and I love the girls I live with, is that I don't have my own space and right. I don't have my own environment to just, like, bleh in yeah. or, like, just decompress. And it honestly just causes a lot of stress. Anyways, that's one of my biggest things I'm looking forward to is moving. Mm. Um, still local. I'm still going to be in Humboldt County. Um 
long term, so three years would be getting my bachelor's, get that all taken care of, save up a ton of money. Like the next couple of years are really just me saving money. I'm really bad about like splurging and like spending money on myself because I'm really into clothes and like I have a very Mm. interesting style. (laughs) I love your style. My style is very much like if I can't sleep in it, I won't wear it, but not in like the TLC what not to wear kind of way, (laughs) but more in like the... (laughs) Sorry, I just... Yeah, it's amazing. More in like the, oh, like I could get paparazzi in this and like Mm. still look fire and make like people's like, yes, best dress kind of thing. (laughs) Did you just decide not to do it today? Shut up. This is cute. <laughs> Guys, this is actually really cute. This is cute, cozy lounge. Actually, wear. you know what? I'm going to take a photo right now. No. So if you guys want to see in the show no. notes what she's wearing so you can judge her. Okay, there no. we go. Okay. I have Harry Potter socks on. <laughs> I had mine on the other day because I thought I was going to see you. So I had, they like went up to here. So <laughs> I had I this totally random and then we'll get back to my what I want to do with yeah, my Sorry, life. I rudely interrupted no, you. No, you're totally okay. okay. I rudely interrupted you. More than enough times in the first time we recorded. <laughs> Interrupt me for the rest of your life, please. No, I, I actually take the time to listen to people, so that's the differences between the both oh of us. Oh, my God. I'm going to get you. I'm going to freaking kill you in your sleep. <laughs> you don't know where... Oh. I do know where you live. Sorry, I keep forgetting. I gave away way too much information last time about where you live. Oh, yeah. You were like, don't describe it. And I yeah. was like, oh, yeah. It's this big like, barn. Big barn. <laughs> it's not it a barn. It doesn't really look like a barn. No, it doesn't. Um, it looks like a but, horror movie waiting to happen. Anyways, <laughs> I don't even remember what the heck I was saying. Oh, you were talking about your clothes. Oh, my clothes. TLC moments. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. Harry Potter. Harry I did. Um, <laughs> welcome to my mind. Um, I bought myself an advent calendar, and it was 12 days of socks counting down to Christmas. Oh. And so the last 12 days before Christmas, I got to each. So I have 12 pairs of Harry Potter socks now. My God. And wait, so wait, the advent calendar tells you. The, so the advent calendar is like, have you ever had an advent calendar? I don't even know what that is. Shut up, really? Okay, so you start it on the 1st of December. Is that a Jewish thing? No, I think um, I think it's more of a European thing. I think advent. I don't it know if it's, I don't know if it's necessarily a religious. We're thing. gonna look this up after. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if it's like a European. This is when we need another person that's like googling things for we us. We need our Jamie. Yeah, we need. need usually, it's Daniele. Instead yeah, of just sitting over and be like, Danny, can you look up this? <laughs> Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I don't know I don't know where it originated. But basically, what it is, no, it originated as like chocolates. So like it's like this little like cardboard thing and it has like doors all over the entire thing and the, it's not in numerical order okay. the numbers are kind of it's the picture we took pictures of them at um oh, okay. Golden Gate yeah, Mercantile. Gold, yeah. okay yeah yeah so it's that okay and it just counts down the days of christmas and you get a little treat and it gets more exciting so i got one that was 12 day countdown and it's 12 days of socks and um did my, it tell you what socks to wear or do you you just so you open so it's just one two three four five right. six seven eight nine till i'm 12 so like um i opened like number one first Mm -hmm. and it was like um these pairs it was like white crew socks and it had a whole bunch of different spells on them and then it also had like the wand motion of the spell and i was like yes like all the socks i got are so cool i have like slytherin socks i have socks Mm. with hedwig on them Mm -hmm. like i have like a platform nine and three quarters pairs of socks like perfect little (laughs) gift for myself and it was nice because i wasn't with family for the holidays and so it was like a nice little like hee hee i wasn't either yeah Excuse me. Yeah, Whoa. so I know. That was a good one. That was really good, actually. That was lettuce. That was awesome. Thank you. Excuse me. <laughs> very much. Very me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, anyways, so yeah, I did my 12 days of socks. What were... Oh, my life goals. <laughs> 
No, it wasn't live goals. It was what would you do oh, post humble? What am I doing post humble? Okay, so once I get my degree, um, I'll have my bachelor's in business. Um, so obviously, I want to get a job within that. Mm-hmm. Um, ideally, what I would like to do, and the overall plan is, my cousin um, Maddie, who's like my absolute best friend mm-hmm. in the entire world, I love her to death. Um, she lives in Prague currently, and mm-hmm. she's like living my dream life. She um, is an art major and she's living in Prague and she's going to school there. Yeah. And um, she's amazing. She's 20. Um, shout out. To, she's also single and really amazing. <laughs> and uh, so she lives in Prague right now. And her dream is to do her master's in London. Well, Ooh. my dream just in general is to live in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's every white girl in America's dream. Yeah. And um, so I would love to just have the opportunity to travel. And Europe makes it so easy because you can get on like yeah. $40 flights and be in Italy and just like have all these opportunities that like you don't really unfortunately have in the States. And, um, so that's like the plan is once I have my bachelor's in business, I want to start looking at getting jobs in the UK, getting a visa, that kind of thing. Um, and get my master's in London, which it's actually cheaper to get your master's. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can get it faster. They have faster programs there. So, um, we would both be working on our master's. That's in London really cool. And living in a flat together. That that's wow. like ideally the dream. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. I want to go to the UK. Do it. Well, there's a um in Italy there's a an accordion shop where it's like old mm-hmm. school they build accordions and stuff. I want to make a, a mini documentary about them building accordions. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's I would watch is. that and I, I know yeah. nothing about accordions. Well, I I've, just because uh, I know yeah. if you did it, it would be interesting. Thank you. I think it'd be, I really want to do documentaries too in different cultures and stuff. So I think that'd be a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. Did you ever finish the documentary with um, Pat? No. (sighs) He he called me yesterday. We, I mean, that's, he knows this. We actually talked about it. Um, There was, uh, so for those that don't know, we have this friend, Pat. We call him, um, Mystic Pat or Paticus or Patty Patty Baker's man. You would know if you uh, see him, you would just be like, okay, yeah. He's the kind of guy that uh, he travels around. He's a cowboy. He's 60 something years old, tra- travels around the world and prays for lands and stuff and just rides literally on the mystical powers of the universe. Yeah. Like one day he'll be without money and then the next there will be two grand that shows up in his truck for some weird ass reason. Um, Pat and I were working on a documentary about his life and just who he is. We started, we did the interview portion and I'm glad we didn't do anything with it because, um, there was some stuff, if we're going to talk about past trauma and stuff, there was some stuff there that he didn't really deal with Mm. and it came off, um, not in the best light how we knew Pat. Okay. And so I kind of talked to him about it and we decided we're just going to reshoot it. Yeah. Um, because he got healing for certain things and yeah. realized there was some stuff that he said that he didn't really necessarily agree with. I was bummed because locally there were some people that were really excited that are part yeah. of the film industry that were stoked to see this because they even knew who he was. Um, that was a massive bummer for me because I felt like I was very insignificant when I had to. But like, that speaks a lot this. about you, though, yeah. because mm-hmm. like you didn't want him to be portrayed and who he isn't. Yeah, because he's one of yeah. my lifers. Yeah, so, and you sacrificed yeah. what potentially could have been a really cool stepping stone for you. Yes, for a person. Which I mean, that shows who you are. Yeah, I I care. There was anybody that I absolutely love and adore. I care more about the relationship than I do the success that that relationship possibly could bring yeah. for me. And I will always, always choose my loved ones over 
that stuff. So Pat is one of those people that I would ride or die with. And so I just didn't want to paint him in a light that wasn't who he really is and how we know him. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, so that's what happened with that. Well, when, one day when I'm getting my master after I'm done getting my master's in psychology and, you know, I'm just changing the world and I'm opening committees <laughs> and I'm like changing people's lives. Maybe I'll let you do a documentary about myself. Can we wait until you're <laughs> at least 60? Because I'm tired of these people coming out with documentaries that are 22 that oh say gosh. they lived all these lives. Like, I'm not going to talk crap, but Taylor Swift, I think you're great. And thank you for signing a CD for me. By the way, you're amazing. Thank you for sending me that. Um, but if you're only 20-something years old, you haven't lived a lot of life. You know what? So You know who I think is in their 20s and 30s and totally deserved a documentary? Who? The Jonas Brothers. And they oh, had God, two of them. Go. And you know what? <laughs> that is okay. And you know what? Nick, Kevin, and Joe, yep. they deserved that documentary. What, what was it called? The one on Happiness Amazon? Begins. That was really well done. I will admit that. It was that. beautiful. It made me cry. But yep. that could also just be that I'm like a massive Jonas Brothers stan. Stan? Stan. I stan for them. Oh. No, I'm not just this a fan. This is real. I'm You're over a here stan. like, I have never not been a Jonas Brothers fan. They're they're really good. That one I, I keep listening to. Because uh, you show me something mm-hmm. I can't live without. Yeah, I believe, I believe, I believe. Yeah, it was a yeah. good song. Um, yeah, that documentary. Okay, that's the only one I'll make an exception for because I watched it and it's just so good. it was so real and real. I love the fact that they had that was the bowl of questions. Yes, and then they and asked. Yeah, and they asked. Yeah. That's that's how that should happen. That's and how that should happen. So awesome. They confronted a lot of like. If you haven't it seen it, brutal. you really should check it out. It's on yeah. um, Amazon Prime for free. Yeah. If you have a Prime account, and if you don't, you just text me and I'll give you mine. Ooh, if you have his number. No, actually don't. Don't because I yeah. have a lot. No, never mind. I was going to say, when you hit, the thing with sharing an Amazon Prime account Whoops. with somebody is it like shows your purchase history too. So it's a very revealing. Like I haven't really bought all that much though. As far as that's revealing. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just yeah. books that aren't appropriate <laughs> for the for, average person. For the average person to know that you're reading. Oh, goodness. Anyways, um, but no, it's a really good, like, the moment you're talking about is them sitting around, like, a kitchen island. I think they're in Australia or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. And um, it was, like, one of the first times I think they'd all, they all three of them had sat down and really talked about life since the ending of the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. And, um if like you guys don't know it, Nick is the one that kind of pulled the plug on the whole thing. He's the youngest brother. He was yeah. also the whole reason why they were even the Jonas brothers. Right. And then he ended up doing his whole solo career and coming out with jealous and ended up doing like really well. Great song. Such a good song. Yeah. Um, the remix is awesome. Yeah. No chains. Sorry. Chains is the one I'm thinking. Chains is yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, that whole album is really good. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so they're sitting down and they're, ha- they're in, there's like this bowl of questions that I think they s- sat down and wrote mm-hmm. down questions, yep. but anonymously. <laughs> yep. So they could. And, um, I think one of the questions was like, do you hold resentment towards mm-hmm. me or yep. brothers for the way things ended? And I think Joe's the one that got yeah, it. Yeah, Joe got it. And he was honest and he was mm-hmm. like he was like, I think yes. Like mm-hmm. maybe not to that day, but like whatever. He said something along the lines of like, Yeah, like I was pissed. Yeah. And um, Well, because it went into that whole portion of when they did that show without him 
um, without Kevin, be, without Kevin and mm-hmm. whatever, and then it talked about that. Yeah, because that was that was brutal. That part made me all teary eyed. Yeah, and like just I mean they're brothers at the end of the day. They're not yeah. just a band. So I don't know. I've always been a Jonas Brothers fan. Mm-hmm. I think they definitely did. Now no. I tried to watch the folklore documentary mm-hmm. Taylor Swift. I'm so sorry. I love her to death. Yeah, but I just I can't do it. Yeah, and, and for the, and like for those that are musicians that listen to this, I'm not talking crap because I know we have um, friends that are mutual friends. I'm not talking crap. I just think that you should have lived a lot of life, and she has gone through things. Oh, she's definitely gone through. She's a gone lot. through things, yeah. but it, it. I don't know. I just I've always viewed documentaries as like you're at near the end of your life, and here is my life story. Mm-hmm. But when you start distributing documentaries, like they're it's a Pez dispenser. Like, here's a Pez. Here's a Pez. Here's a Pez. And I just, that's just when I get really annoyed with it. Yeah. But it might be just me, a me thing. But um, that performance the Jonas Brothers did for um, what award show was that? Um, they did Sucker. They did. There oh, was like a mashup, a mashup of Sucker. And they were walking and then they kissed their wives and stuff. Ugh. That was the most adorable. <laughs> okay, and that's the other thing, thing that I love so much about yep. them is that they. They adore their wives. Yeah. Like, their yep. wives are just as much a part of the Jonas Brothers as they are. Like, yeah. uh, you see, did you listen to that Call Her Daddy episode where they talk so much shit about the Jonas Brothers? No, I think I probably tried to listen to it and then I turned it off. I listened to it. You should probably. <laughs> Is it a recent one? No, it was like um, last year. Oh, if, like if what's her name still, if the other chick's in it. Mm-hmm. If it's in it, I, I really don't listen to anything. I don't know. I don't want to get into the daddy, oh, the daddy okay. gang. <laughs> um, I, I think there was another question. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. guys. Sorry that we're not sorry. We're just on tangents and Justin's eating almonds. That's not what I should be doing right now. <laughs> I just haven't eaten. Just, he really has it. Um, I came in with like a subway. I should have asked you, but you also eat so weirdly. I never know when you're eating or not. Whoa, eating. here's a good one. Oh, okay. Um, what is the most significant thing that has happened to you this year? This year. Yeah. Um, most significant thing that has happened to me this year. Um, I think I'm one of the few people that would tell you coronavirus saved my life. Really? Yeah. Um, I was in a pretty dark place mm-hmm. right before coronavirus hit. And... um. Yeah, I was just in a, a really bad headspace, mm-hmm. and the environment and the people I were in, interacting with a lot, um, from my perspective, were not helping. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just a really dark time. I was in a relationship, kind of, mm-hmm. not really. It was really rocky. It was super off and on. Um, and when it was on, it was just chaotic and roller coaster and. Um, it was one of those relationships that like we talked about with Dan where it's like, it just feels really good. And like, um, they excite me, but then also it's just like super scary at the same time. And and it was one of those relationships and it was like, so when Corona hit and, um, everything shut down, we closed the school, Mm -hmm. my third year ended, um, everything. And I think it was the biggest blessing in disguise I ever had Yeah, because, my life was getting so packed on and I had I felt like I had no room to breathe that when the pandemic hit and we the whole world took a pause for yeah. two weeks. At least for at least for two weeks. Now we're still pausing. But mm-hmm. took a pause realistically for two weeks. That was like 
the biggest catalyst because I got to sit at home and I got to really like analyze my life and I got to breathe and I got to actually plan out stuff. And I, yeah, I got shit in order. I had hard conversations and I got to remove myself from an environment that I didn't believe was good for me anymore. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Um, Damn. And my dog died. Fuck 2020. Oh, <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah, my dog died. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that was. I saw that. That was very, very, very sad. For Our me. family I'm really dog. Sorry. Our sixth child. Um. Okay, I'll answer it too. I know. Um, kind of along the lines of you a little bit, as far as um, I mean, you know me. I'm very. I look at things as opportunities a lot. And when um, I've never, ever dealt with anxiety before, but when lockdown happened for the first time, um, I thought it was going to be the end of the world. And then I started getting a little bit more. I mean, I told you about my door thing where I check my doors like four times or whatever. Um, That, to be honest, turned into about 10 times. Really? Windows, doors, all this stuff. I had to, I locked my bedroom door and I had to check that multiple times. Like all this weird anxiety, OCD stuff started coming up, even though um, I knew that it wasn't as bad as it was, as it was like COVID obviously is a really bad thing. But what really set it in was at the store, we had to lock down. We had to Mm -hmm. hide that we were like still doing business, even though we were deemed as a essential business. Yeah. Um, I was spending a lot more time with myself and then I started getting down into that really dark pit of, okay, what, what is going on right now? And I started getting super full of anxiety. I started thinking about my life and what does it really mean and all this jazz. And I just, I got in a really, really dark place mentally and I Mm -hmm. don't ever get there. But then I turned that into an opportunity of, oh, I get to be more with myself now. Yeah. And how can I use this opportunity of being so focused on myself and being alone all the time? What do I need to work on personally to make me a better man? And Mm. then I wrote out all this stuff like in my doorway now um, at my house. There's these post-it notes. I saw them. Yeah, there's there's, there's these post-it notes. I saw them. I love it. That says, um, be kind to somebody today. And this is – and I'm really harsh, so – for people that aren't harsh to themselves, this is just just works for me. But it says, you're fat, lose your man boobs, don't drink soda, <laughs> you're fat. <laughs> your fat's on there like... Multiple times. Like six times. Yeah, it's, it's up to... Because it, remi- it reminds me of I'm not happy with where my body's at. Yeah. And so then I, I need that, though, as I need somebody telling me, like Nikki, when I posted that video, said, I'm not going to listen to your podcast, was a fire for me. And I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, you're going to be on it now because I'm going to work my ass up. So that's what I yeah. need. So I have, these, I have these post-it notes around my door jam um, in my kitchen that let me know these things I need to work on and that I need to focus on. And I didn't use 2020 as an excuse to be depressed and all that stuff. Yeah. But I'm I'm also a little bit more aware of myself um, than a lot of the people, person, yeah. than I, than I um, more so than people I know. And so um, that's what helped. It helped me be more confident uh, in who I am. Yeah. And because I didn't want to fall into the excuse of it's 2020, so I'm going to gain a bunch of weight and become fatter. And so that's, I just kept working hard and all that stuff. And then um, I did get to some dark places, though, and mentally, where I just kind of wanted to quit everything. And then yeah. there was one day where 
I bought a chocolate covered pretzels, a pizza, a massive thing of Dr. Pepper, and then turned on uh, Anchorman and just sat there and ate. Oh my gosh, Anchorman. <laughs> I haven't watched such a movie in so, so long. Basically, 2020 taught me how to be more confident in myself and rely on the foundation that I originally built and that I was okay. Yeah. So, anyway, that's. Gosh. I wonder if we have another question. I like how both of ours are like the pandemic. Yeah. Which like a duh. Like yeah. it it probably is for everybody. Right. Um I always I sit back and I like I wonder because I remember when like the pandemic hit, I <laughs> because I had so much alone time with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. It really made me think about like people that are in relationships and maybe it was mm-hmm. like a new relationship and like yeah. now you're quarantining together. Yeah. And like what is that like? Mm-hmm. Because I was spending I lived with Faith at the time, my best friend, and yeah. I like we were spending more time with each other than we ever had. But we also love each other and we don't drive each other crazy and we know how to give each other space. Like if faith was a boy, I'd be married already. (laughs) Like that's how it is. Faith and I would say, if I was a boy, faith would be married already and vice versa. Right. Like we're not lesbians. So like we're screwed. (laughs) Lesbianized. (laughs) Like honestly, if we were lesbians, it'd be a lot easier and we'd be married and we'd be happy. Um, But she's my best friend and I'm attracted to men and she's attracted to men. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. I'm just kidding. Anyways, so she, yeah, it was like, I, I didn't really have to stress about like right. being like worried that like, Oh, like I'm going to get tired of this person or whatever. But like, it made me think like I had friends back home that like had just started dating and then mm. they're moving in together because they don't want to not have to spend time together. And then, so then they're together nonstop for two yeah. weeks, which nonstop for two weeks is a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. A lot. Mm. That's a lot for me. And I'm a clinger. Yeah. <laughs> I could do it if we had, a massive house, like a ma- a mansion somewhere, yeah. where you're on. This is your side. This but is my side. We're talking about then, like less than eight hundred square feet. Like, that's where you really get to apartment. choose separation mentally yeah. and what and relationally at certain points. It's a real test of relationship. But there's it's no like way. okay, I want somebody. my alone time, so I yeah. go to the toilet. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like that type. I'm of, gonna hide in the bathtub for a while. Yeah, Just let me hang out here. I remember talking to one of my friends and. <laughs> and she was like, and I'm friends with both of them. Yeah. And she was like, he's just always in the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you don't bother him though when he's in there. She goes, it's getting to the point where I feel like I need to. <laughs> and I was like, why? And she goes, it's not because I want to be around him. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure he's alive. The <laughs> <laughs> toilet didn't swallow. And I'm like, what? He pulled an Elvis and just like <laughs> left. He was like, he was gone all of a sudden. But Elvis it's funny because like his perspective is like, I just needed a moment to breathe. Yeah. See, that's sacred ground right there. If you go to the bathroom and you're in a relationship, you leave the other person alone. Unless yeah. it's for a funny TikTok, then that's then yeah. it's excusable. I but, am a I'm a person that loves the bathroom. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the bathroom. Big fan of the bathroom. That's where I get most of my uh, thoughts um, accomplished. Things. That's done. where I get most of my emails answered. Mm-hmm. That's where I get a lot of tasks done. <laughs> Not just like that. What you made a noise. I was about to cough. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were holding back a laugh. No, I got and I was choked like, on I said tasks. Don't make it weird. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I get, on a, a I get, oh, so. <laughs> 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 yeah, you were. Oh my, oh my God. You walked right into that one. Whoops. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
I feel like this is like we're hitting a point of like delirium. Yeah, probably. We're just like over here just like talking about nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bathroom sacred place. Sorry, guys. Oh gosh. On a different note, I'm getting tattooed tomorrow. <laughs> you are by Ted, who's going to be on the podcast at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to talk to him and see what his schedule's like. I'm going to see what he's up to, how he's okay. doing, um, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I don't I don't know how long I'm going to be sitting for. I don't know if he's going to want to do it all in one shebang. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a, a one and get it all done in one session kind of guy. Yeah. Um, unless you're like dying, then he'll yeah. let you go. Um, but I'm getting my grandpa's portrait nice. done on my left shin, which Ted is a portrait guy and he's going to crush yes, it. And I'm super is. excited. Oh, he's so good at portraits. Um, so I'm super amped to do that, but more amped because I just like talking to him. Ted at NorCal Tattoo. Ted at NorCal Tattoo. In Arcata, California. Oh, yeah, in Arcata, where we're at right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he'll be on at some point. But, okay, we should probably end it here because we're yeah. deep into this. But, um, guys, I just wanted to say, guys and ladies, thank you so much for listening. And we appreciate your um, patronage. I don't know what that is supposed to mean. I just sounded we'll like the right thing. We'll be starting a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, our Patreon. It'd actually be kind of smart. Uh, we are going to be working on merch soon. If you guys are into that kind of stuff, as far as hoodies and shirts, let me know or let Chelsea know. Yeah. Um, because we have some cool stuff that we're talking about doing. So if you're into that, let us know and then give us your input. We would definitely like to not listen to it. And then uh, you'll give us our input, but we're going to do what we want to do. We're going to do what we want to do because it's our show. show and we can do whatever we want. <laughs> um, and next guest is actually going to be Eli. I think it's Yemenez or Yemenez or something. I don't know how to Yemenez. say it. Yemenez. It looks like a Yemenez. Uh, he we'll is, have him clarify. Yeah. He is the engineer and producer for City Hippie. They're a local uh, hip hop rap group. Yeah. Um, and I think they just released something. But anyway, I'm, it's going to be fun picking his brain because we're total opposites in the music spectrum. And yeah. we get to talk about that. And we've been meaning to connect for a while. Um, I think he's super talented in mixing. And Chelsea's going to learn how to talk to musicians. I'm going to learn how to talk to musicians <laughs> because you guys want me here. Everybody's yes. like, where's Chelsea? I think she'll bring a, go- a good perspective on that as well because everything needs a woman's touch. I mean, look at the beginning of time. Actually, you know what? Women she, screwed it up. She needed to. <laughs> you know what? She needed to fuck shit up a little bit. <laughs> Thanks, Eve. That's my oh, opinion. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, so be sure to uh, – you know what? I'm not going to ask you to subscribe or whatever. You, you're your do own person. Want. You can do what you want. I if know you hate it, bash it. us. If you love it, love us. Yes, for those that are <laughs> avid listeners of us, um, because I actually get to see where you all listen from because I upgraded our plan, so I get to watch what you listen on and what time you listened on and what town you listened Basically on. Basically, Justin's stalking you now. I do have a shirt that says I'm a professional stalker. I know. I said that in the last episode, too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> He's so proud of it. If you guys have things that you want us to, to talk about, let us know that, too. Um, we, I mean, and don't just bombard gonna... Justin. I'm open, too. No, just bombard Justin. No. I'm kidding. Don't. Um, I, I want to be a part of it. You will see um, <laughs> our social media links in the description, so you can yeah. hit us up with questions. Um, if you hate stuff that we've talked about and Still let you're us like, know. hey, this is stupid. Don't ever do that again. Yeah, let us know that. That's how we thrive, and that's how we become better. And if better. enough of you say it, we're going to keep doing it. I'm just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> just because it's our party, and we can cry if we want to. It's not funny. Um, oh, and I'm going to do something called a book suggestion. 
Um, oh, I love that. Oh, let me uh, hold on. You talk for a second so I can grab the book okay, so I can I'm recommend gonna it. Okay, I'm going to talk so that Justin can make his book recommendation. Um, while I have free mic time and Justin can't interrupt me. Um, hey, guys. It's me. It's Chelsea. It's been so nice um, getting to chat with you guys. Um, but for real, though, if you guys have anything you want us to change or do differently or have any questions, of what? course, like Justin said, our handles are going to be below. And we're going to be doing a lot more fun things with the podcast more guests, <clears throat> that sort of thing. And now we'd like to introduce a segment called Justin's Suggestions. On this episode <laughs> of Justin's Suggestions, book suggestions, um, there is this book written, wrote, wrote, and I'm just kidding, it's written. Oh, gosh. Uh, by <laughs> this amazing, funny person. Her name is Sarah Knight, and the book is called is The Life. Is that a Wookiee bookmark? What? Is that a Wookiee bookmark? No, it's a Australian toad. I got this for Christmas last year. I thought it was a Wookiee bookmark, and I was about to lose my that mind. That sounds awesome, though. Wookiee bookmark. Yeah. Wookiee bookmark. Um, okay. Sorry. The book is uh, written by Sarah Knight. It's called The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. <gasps> Can I read a snippet? Yes, absolutely. Now or later? Right now. Okay. Give them a little tasty taste. Okay. Um, is this it's where currently? <clears throat> Yeah, I've read it already. This is a little scary, this bookmark, now that I'm looking at it. it's a, It um, used to be real. It's a really good book. Um, if you struggle with telling people no and caring too much about what people think, uh, it is just a fantastic book to give you tools on how to better your life and stuff. Oh, I kind of love this. Okay, um, just a little snippet, page 186. Learning another language. This is how it would sound if I had an audiobook. Rome was not built in a day, nor was conversational Italian mastered in the one hour you saved by skipping that infernal team-building workshop. But even if you have absolutely zero desire to read Dante in the original, it's worth noting that this regret looks like plenty of others. Running a marathon? Say. (laughs) Or growing your own vegetables that are terrifyingly easy to put off because... I can't pronounce that because I don't know Italian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. I, I will summarize this. Basically, if um, and there's going to be a lot of f words being said right now. So if you don't enjoy the f word, um, in this book it talks about how you have a fuck bank, and really? so a fuck bank is how many fucks you have to give in a day. So I have about 20 fuck bucks in a day. So I look at a situation where do I genuinely care about this and do I want to invest my time in this? Do I give a fuck? Yes, exactly. So does this be like my thing is does this bring me joy or does this annoy? And if it brings me joy, I give a fuck buck to that thing. But if it's something that annoys me and doesn't pertain to me at all whatsoever, I will not give the fuck buck and I will let the person or the situation know I don't want to do this. I know this means a lot to you. But it doesn't mean anything to me, and it's just a waste of my time in a nice way. And I will move so on. So you don't thing. actually say I give zero fucks. Well, <laughs> it depends on who it is. Like Danielle, I told him tonight I didn't give. I give yeah. zero fucks, bro. Yeah, and again, I just need things in a harsh way because uh, that's how I communicate. Not all the time. Not all the time. No, he no. can be nice. Um, sometimes. Uh, but it's a great book. Buy it. Read it. We're actually I emailed Sarah to see if I can have her on so she can talk about her book. So we'll see if that happens. <laughs> if you guys also like, if you have, um, I don't know, suggestions for like different topics, because I feel like Justin and I talk about relationships a lot, but that's also just because that's it's a topic that we get on and kind of enjoy and we can ramble on and it's a lot of our life. Yeah. If there's like other topics that you're like, yo, why don't you talk about like climate change? 
Which I'm totally down for. Which we can totally do. Yeah. But just let us know if that's actually something you're going to be interested in because yeah. the reason I'm not on the music podcast is I'm not interested in it. <laughs> <laughs> she so, gives zero fucks. <laughs> I give zero fucks in that realm. But like, you know what? Like, I guess I could give a fuck. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, now that we've got people listening that are of... Uh, yeah, the, of um, stature and stuff. Because yeah, because we were we have certain people in the works that might possibly be on the podcast if we can up our numbers. So, and they'd be amazing to have on here. Anyway, this is the longest outro ever. I know we're um, the worst. No, we're really worst. It's Every like way. when you're in a relationship and you're like in love with someone and they just don't want to hang up. That's how we feel, guys. We just don't want to hang up. We're like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. You hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> That's how it ends. <laughs> I just, I, I really, I really enjoyed our, our time tonight. And I just so really nice don't want to see this end. I just believe that we've we reached just, a whole nother level of relationship. We should that just, I just fall asleep on the phone. We should fall asleep oh my God, on the don't. phone. Okay, okay, just put your phone on your charger. Put okay. it on speakerphone. Okay. And then just like, we'll just fall asleep. And in the morning, it'll be like, we never, it's like, we'll wake up together. It's going to be great. We could do an entire episode <laughs> where it's like, Eight hours long. It's just us talking like this. Exactly. ASMR. ASMR. We'd make millions. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. ASMR actually makes my stomach curdle. On that note, love you guys. <laughs> Have a good time whenever you're listening to this. And don't be annoyed also. Thanks, Chelsea. Oh.